Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, here we are once again for episode 40 of your favorite by try monthly sometimes several days releasing podcast about your favorite digital game based on cards that also deck builds in a fantasy setting hero realms by the way the name of the podcast is sparks and recreation wow that was a lot of uh, that was a really great run-on sentence yeah, my english my good. english teacher self is cringing but you know try to keep it try to keep it fresh and try to keep it also relaxed as, as the person laughing in the background knows how to do very well. Um, I am one of your hosts, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matthew Jigmalinko Rooks. If I sound a little giddy, if I sound a little excited, well, it's because I am. That's right. We have a really special episode for episode 40 this week. Uh, we have a full load guys, a full crew. It is probably what to say. <laughs> One of the OGs. It's a good thing himself. Sam's not here tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying. I'm channeling Sam. I'm channeling Sam for okay. the show, especially. Okay. Um, again, trying to keep the tension up. Trying to keep. Trying to keep things moving along here. Uh, I think by the voices that have been laughing already in the background, we the listeners can already tell who's on the cast tonight. But just in case, let's introduce everybody. The OG himself, the um, cat familiar. To my uh, shield bear, to, to my loyal father, shield bear. Okay, I'll take the shield bear. Good one. Um, <laughs> our old, our old friend, the one, the only Tim Agent C thirteen McKenzie, gracing us with his presence today. How's it going, bud? Yo, yo, yo! I'm here. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to be on the podcast and kind of copy Dubs's little uh, welcome sound without eggs. Exactly copying it. So <laughs> nicely done. Good to have you here, buddy. We have a great uh, lineup planned. Um, before we get to Dubs, uh, we'll make him wait a little bit because good. We've got a really special guest who woke up at the crack of dawn, actually before the crack of dawn, before at dawn. four a.m. in his native uh, Deutschland. We have our own Mike Noodle Tupe. Skimansky joining us today. What a pleasure and honor to have you here today, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, good evening, good day, wherever you are. <laughs> Great uh, to be here. Super excited to be recording with you. Great to have you here, buddy. We are um, mm -hmm. going to take advantage of your time. Uh, by the time, probably by the time we're about 30, 35 minutes into the podcast, uh, Noodle's brain is going to probably start functioning. The caffeine's going to kick in, and he's going to be—he'll be—he'll be on his A game, I'm sure. Uh, but great to have you here. Thanks for waking up early, bud. Last but not least, the diamond one who dabbles in a little solitaire—no uh, other way but relax. Uh, one of one of the community's favorites. One of our um, favorite streamers as well. The one, the only. Chris Double Dub Wahlberg, how's it going today? I'm on a roll. It's time to go solo. Hey, hey, hey! I am doing quite well, man. 
as always, pumped for the pod, episode 40. All you guys here, we're so close to the full crew. Sam had to tap out at the last minute, but he promised to be on for the next one. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait to get into the content that we have planned for today. Of course, as we were talking about before we hit record, Wise Wizards always dropping big updates on us right right before we're about to record. Matt, like, wakes up. He's like, oh, yeah, we're doing well, the podcast today. Well, and he has to read, like, a, he has to get caught up what? on everything. I, I just thought about this, but a lot of times we record is, like, Tuesday evening U.S. time. Yeah. And they maybe their update on Tuesday. This might be kind of yeah. our fault. <laughs> That's a really good call out, dude. <laughs> That's just schedule how our schedules work. So hey, it, it throws a curveball and it keeps things fresh. You know, it keeps yeah. things fresh, but also relaxed. So we'll we'll be fine. Um true, true. just want to say uh, what before we stray too far away from Sammy Scrap Force, I we don't want to bring him up too many times because you know, it's like conjuring, it's like saying Beetlejuice, you know. Say it twice and then, then stop. I just watched that um, the other day. <laughs> great movie. Fantastic movie. Uh, apparently really good um, musical as well. Anyway, uh, the uh, Hero Helper uh, site that we all know and love it had a brief down period while Sam was um, en route from Morocco to Portugal. Uh, it's back up and running. He's got it going. It's collecting all of the data. Um, I know for a fact you can't search for ancestries yet, but you can search for your character name, which will show that it, it, it will show your ancestry characters and their win loss, et cetera, by, by that. And eventually I'm sure we'll have all of the ancestry data and stuff up that we can. So it's back up and running. Um, Sam sends his regard, everybody. Uh, before we continue on, I want to um, keep up the, uh, Keep up the excitement, guys, and announce the results of the Digital Legend contest winner from the previous episode. We had lots of great entries, lots of great responses, uh, such a wonderful community we have. Thanks to everybody for uh, submitting and participating. Uh, Your ideas and mailbag questions and stuff will definitely be appearing in future episodes. So uh, even if you weren't selected as one of the grand or runner-up winners, um, stick around. You will definitely be part of the podcast in the future. Without further ado, though, let's announce the winners, guys. The grand winner who submitted a wonderful question, has been really active in the community, uh, actually appears more than once in this episode, as you'll see, is Phoenix85. Congratulations to you. Ooh, from the ashes. Um, yes, from the ashes. <laughs> you will see Phoenix85's mailbag question. Uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, we also have a, our runner-up to announce. The runner-up is, drumroll, Matthew 3, another really active and wonderful uh, community member who's been uh, really active recently. And I think he's you know, he's maybe been around in the last, I could mark, forgive me if I'm wrong, probably last six months or so he's joined. So he hasn't been there maybe mm-hmm. from the beginning, but really, really active and uh, uh, great to have both of these guys aboard. Congrats to you guys. Uh, Phoenix85, you get the Digital Legend account. We will contact you shortly about uh, how to proceed with that. Matthew3 also will contact you about how to get you the Journey Kickstarter promo set, which you have won also. Congrats, everybody. Thanks again. Okay. Uh, That's enough of me talking. Um, Timmy, you want to do, uh, just for old times' sakes, give a quick shout-out to our our friends and patrons and donors and 
homies. Yes, I want to say thank you again to all the uh, patrons and donors of the podcast. You guys um, and ladies make uh, what we do possible, and uh, especially uh, Hero Helper and the server and and the cost for all of that, as well as uh, like these legend account giveaways and stuff that we're doing. That's that's all from our patron donations and stuff. So the money you guys give, we put back into the community and the stuff that we do. And we're really glad to see the por- support from all of you. So thank you so very much. Well said, Tim. And you know what? It, it's motivating to us too, as the guys who create this podcast content, when we have such a positive reaction from you guys this is what we do it i mean we're donating a lot of our time and energy to doing we do it because we love it but you know it's it's hard dang work guys and it takes time to do and you guys are the fuel that keeps us going so thanks for your support we really appreciate it all right um without further ado guys let's keep them running here double does you want to give a quick overview of the episode today I would love to, you know, we got to be kicking it off with what would you do when we transitioning into a main focus that is going to be tavern brawling with noodle tulpa. So that is going to be great. We're going to do a little bit of card wars where we focus on two to three cost champions and kind of rank them and talk about them a little bit. Then we're going to use the ancestry almanac section of the podcast to not only talk about where we're at with cleric thief and ranger, but we also got monk that came out today and a bunch of balance changes. So we're going to use that portion of the podcast to kind of jump into there after that we'll be going into the lua spotlight to talk about another one of arcanel's creations from there we'll do the community roundup and close things out with tap it or scrap it so stay tuned we got a great episode lined up for you thanks for tuning in What would you say you do here? All right, everyone. Welcome to What Would You Do as submitted by Phoenix85. Uh, this one, interestingly, I don't think made it onto the Discord. But <laughs> generally speaking, these are uh, found in the What Would You Do section on the Discord. You can submit one of these to us and we will go ahead and get that posted up there. Uh, the community will be able to comment and react and give their insights. When you do this, we want to see everything that is currently in play, your deck and discard, along with your opponent's deck and discard, as well as the information screen that shows what level and turn it is. So to set the stage here for us a little bit, we're playing level one ranger, human ranger, against level one human fighter. On the row, there is The Summoning, Street Thug, Word of Power, Dragonfire, and Tyranor the Devourer. We have amassed nine economy thanks to a bribe and an intimidation. We have also purchased a profit and a recruit. Our opponent has Master Wayan in play, and they have also purchased an influence and a taxation along with an elven curse. So... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my thoughts right away here, guys. And that is, I think I am going to 
track and flip my deck. And what I'm doing here is actually hunting to get things out of the way to try to get down to my recruit. And then I'm going to top deck Word of Power with the bribe. And I'm going to try to faction Word of Power and recruit. I think that gaining that chunk of life uh, could be really powerful and then see where that takes me. We're also going to be keeping this chunk of blue cards and four and some starters out of our shuffle. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think gaining some life against the fighter here is going to be good before it's going to work better than the Tyranor, I think. I'm waiting for that to like come into play and take effect. I've definitely seen Tyranor not be fast enough against fighters. Now we're level one, so that might not be the case. Level one. Yeah. So Tyranor might have time to to put in some work. We'll see if anyone on the pod um, makes a case for that one. But the other thing that I'm neglecting here um, is the dragon fire and even the summoning. So there's a lot to go with. But I think I'm going to be trying to um, split my deck into two and faction up this word of power and the recruit let's uh pass things over to noodle what are you doing here buddy yeah this is an interesting one um because it's it's turn six and it's fighter versus ranger so um you have to consider like how much time do you have to play the cards that you get um and also the opponent has quite some he's he's picked up some some economy so um looking at their deck they'll have something between mm -hmm. 5 and 9 gold coming up <clears throat> so you kind of have to expect them to pick up one of those bombs that you're not getting um despite of that i think i would go pretty greedy here because it's still early enough like this is the end of the of the second deck cycle and with ranger with a track you can speed things up um and life totals are still pretty high um as we've seen the the fighter has picked up some economy and not too much damage yet so i think um i would track first and then top deck the summoning um, to pretty much guarantee to pick up another one of those bombs, whichever they don't take. Um, ideally, of course, Tyranor uh, with the summoning again to mm -hmm. the top of my deck next turn. That would be my play. And if, if they're getting Tyranor, that will be unfortunate, but they're not guaranteed to, then I'm probably getting the Dragonfire, <clears throat> which is still fine, or maybe the Word of Power. Um, but that's what I'm aiming for. Nice. I like that line. Yeah, that seems solid. Okay. I think you guys all have the wrong idea that you should just uh, buy street thugs and fire gems <laughs> and, and, and you're just going to win that way. It's the but, long uh, game. Yeah, play the long yeah. game for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you've some... got two blues already, so Street right. Thug is a solid call here. See? Street Thug's actually not horrible there, but you're not going to buy it. Um, <laughs> um, at first, I was I was really, <clears throat> being that it was level one, Tyranor looks really good. I like Noodle's line of thought here. Because um, even if with you, if you top deck the summoning, even if you can't then acquire Tyranor because your opponent gets it to the top of 
uh, you can't get it to the top of your deck. You can still get dragon fire there. And that, that's pretty much kind of the order that I was looking at stuff is Tyranor and drag or dragon fire was what I was looking at. But, but noodles suggestion of the summoning to get multiples of these. I, I really like that. I mean, dubs is dubs is thought wasn't, wasn't bad. That's for sure. But I, I think I'm more on the noodle train here. So I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Noodle there. Go summoning and hope to get Tyranor to the top of my deck the next turn. Mm. And a consolation prize of Dragonfire is not bad. Yep. Okay, just to be a contrarian here, guys, I am just going to cut through the middleman and buy Tyranor. Okay. And end turn. Or, I mean, I'll kill the, uh, of course, I'll kill Wayne. Um Now, this might not be the most optimal, but at least I get Tyranor. I'm Noodle mm-hmm. pointed out a key thing here. The fighter is not going aggro. The fighter is is um, it's going to take a while to kill you. This is level one, right? So even there, they don't have that their uh, bil- ability to kill you. I think that ability is just it's still pretty bad at level one. Right? It's so, it's like well, it's three damage to a guard. Buying Tyranor plays into their ability becoming more relevant was something I was going to shout out. Mm, that yeah, like, good point. It, it will damage it won't, it won't get rid of the guard yeah. by itself. This game's going to take a while. I'll just take Tyranor. Now, again, I'm just being a contrarian here. Mm. I still think your chances are pretty good of winning this game if you do that. If mm-hmm. you do any of these things, you're re- things are looking pretty good for you. Um, one final note I want to say here, you know, and I'm sorry to contradict Double Dubs, but um, I have no idea what he's talking about but when i open up the uh what would you do channel and discord just now <laughs> ww37 has already pasted up in there with all the options so by the time you hear this guys or as you hear this it's, it's definitely up there you can definitely check it out um double dubs must have just yeah. had a time lag on us no my mistake uh, joking aside the reason i was so quiet for the first three minutes of the segment is i was furiously <laughs> putting posting the <laughs> wwd as, as thanks for your Thanks for your cooperation. All right. I think that's pretty good on that one. Thanks, uh, Phoenix85, for your submission. Um, we can't comment on the Discord comments because there aren't any yet because it's literally uh, has just been posted about two minutes ago. So um, check it out, though. Still, please give your feedback. It's a really good resource, especially for new players who come in and look at the stuff. It's a good way for them to see how other players are evaluating, making decisions. So, um Thanks for uh, the submissions, and uh, we will keep this wonderful What Would You Do tradition going in the future. You've got mail. All right, up next we have the mailbag. Uh, we're going to keep the mailbag short and sweet this week, um, but... It's a doozy. This is actually the winning uh, contest entry from the Digital Engines contest submitted by Phoenix85. Here is their question. If you were given the power by Wise Wizard Games to create one additional ancestry, what would it be? And what would their additional ability be? Okay. All right. Uh, Great question. Lots of fun directions to take in. It may be Wise Wizards, will, Joel is listening to this and taking notes for, for future ancestries. I doubt it, but who, who can, we can dream. By the way, Phoenix85's answer to this, his, his own question is, a dark elf 
with something like dark blood magic, ability to give up health in return for draw or gold. All right, so that could be a cool uh, dark elf ancestry. All right, guys, I'm going to kick it over to you. Let's go over to our special guest, Noodle, and uh, see what he thinks about this. Yeah, that's it's a really cool uh, question. Um, <clears throat> I was at first I was thinking along the lines of um, having something uh, that is like the opposite of the half demon, like a half angel uh, type of character. Um, mm. But that's like not really supported in the in the law that we have. Um, but what we do have um, as like the the imperial um <clears throat> creature um is the dragon so i was thinking um Half along dragon. the lines of like a dragon spawn character um and give it like some sort of imperial focus um for example it could have an ability where uh, imperial cards cost one less for one turn um I think it could have something that that gives healing. Maybe one of the cards that um, that get added to the deck could give you know a gold and some healing, and maybe another card um, would be one that um, I don't know draws a card and does one damage to all enemies to to emulate that like little dragon fire aspect. Um, something along those lines, I think, would be pretty cool. Mm. Great yeah, answer. I dig it. I love it. That's what, a good what one. Could be, when, when you say that noodle, what pops into my mind is like in, in a lot of like fantasy settings like D&D and stuff, different types of dragons have different breath weapons. So maybe like you would have a choice of a, a because di the color of your dragon spawn or whatever could have a different breath. Uh, breath weapon, depending mm. on which one you picked, which would be really. Which, yeah, those, it would I mean, cause, those could be upgrades, you basically, you know? It'd or be different, like four different, different directions on the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four, yeah. four different ancestries in one. Like what breath weapon you pick could be <laughs> a slightly different one. Oh yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, I love that. The idea is great. We haven't really seen anything yeah. uh, like modality within ancestries yet, but I yeah, I dig the concept. Mod I also like that it would be maybe having an imperial focus since that's where we see the dragons in uh -huh. hero realms is in imperial. So I like that part of it. Great one. Um, I'm going to tap the D&D &D Reservoir as well. And my answer is going to be Tortle, which is like a humanoid turtle creature. And uh, <laughs> that might sound a little ridiculous. but let me, uh, let me guess. You don't do anything. You hide in your shell the whole game and hope your opponent just gives up in boredom. No, I it's a monk doing Kung Fu, of course. It can be that. I mean, yeah, oh. it can be many of the classes. I love, uh, you know, winning by not losing. And the turtle having, like, this defensive <laughs> aspect oh, uh, does horrible. appeal to me for sure. Oh. I um, hope they don't do that because yeah. that does sound horrible. Don't worry. I can uh, edit this out. I'll edit this wow. out later, guys, so it doesn't even have a chance. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's a fun. match. Hey, for the props to mechanic. Dubs, hey, okay, well, first. Props to you for going very. No one was expecting Tortle dubs, so props yeah. to you for that. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. All right, let's hear. Let's hear the ability. What do you got? Oh, so I think that some sort of mechanic that is like modal should be 
in it where like you can either go in your shell and get like toughness four or something like that. Or you can like attack because, you know, turtles have a mean bite and get like some damage. So like some sort of card or a- ability like your one time ability what? could be a bunch of defense. or what? damage. No, hold on. If they make a ninja class, yes. this could be pretty awesome. I'm just yes, gonna say. Now, yeah, your you monk turtle, mutant ninja turtle. Now I'm got. Now I'm getting you guys. Yep. Well, dude, I mean, seriously, that's ninja is almost like a <laughs> mandatory at some point. They're gonna have to get yeah. the ninja at some point. But yeah, but hey, we're getting ahead. Okay, guys, no, it's Sorry. remember ancestors. <laughs> what, but hey, look at how excited we are by this one question, Phoenix eighty five. This, my friend, is why you were chosen as the winner. All right, let's keep them rolling. Hey, uh, we were just teasing you too, Dubs, about oh, the, yeah, the that's good. stuff. A cool idea. No, I wasn't because that sounds horrible. <laughs> Winning by not <laughs> well, losing like is a defensive mechanic. But you could do yeah. other stuff to make it cool, yeah, like a turtle monk. Yeah. Fun. Anyway, uh, Timmy, what, did, what were you thinking for your ancestry? So I had a couple of ideas, and it's hard to decide. Um, I've always thought that mind flayers are really cool. Ooh, so it'd be nice. cool to have like some sort of like mind flare illithid Ooh. sort of ancestry. like a mental attack type of thing yeah you then you do like the psionic bursts mm. it would be a cool like that like would bypass any like armor from your guards or toughness or whatever and would just totally go Straight, what what if you could remove cards from your opponent's deck and that was their yeah. ability? Or some sort of mind control where you could take over a champion or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Would yeah. yeah. I like all that. Stuff like that. Cool. That's a nice one. Mind flares are good. All right. I'm going to go. Now, we, Tim, you said he had a couple. What, what were your other? Do you have another one? I, I thought a goblin would be cool, too. So it's okay. sort of like how what which one of the ancestries is it? Is it the ogre or the orc that you can use your gold as damage? It would kind of be the opposite, like a like a a foil for that, where you could do a little less damage from your damage cards and get a little economy because goblins can be really greedy. So that Ooh. that I could see something like that happen. Yeah, sneaky, like sneaky. I know I like yeah I like your wet line of thinking. In fact, that's close to what I was doing. I'm going even smaller though. Oh, I would kobolds. love to see kobolds. Yeah, get yes, some kobolds up. I guess. <laughs> And like, I, I don't know exactly what you would do, but some sort of like, so you could get, um, you'd have some sort of um, a candle. card that would multiply, you would, it would be your, you'd have some way of getting kobolds out. And then you'd have another card that would multiply the number of, of kobolds you have. And then maybe you could, your one use ability would be to sacrifice X amount of kobolds and then maybe you could do a choice of different things. Maybe you could do damage or you could get a bunch of gold or you could, you know, do something else with it. And you could, so basically build up this kobold army, sacrifice them to do something else. I don't know, but lots like of kobolds. You know, you want it, it to be sacrifice X kobolds, draw X cards. Like, <laughs> oh, let's dream awesome. big here. <laughs> oh my God. That would be amazing. I've got seven kobolds out and I'm drawing seven. Oh, yeah. Like maybe that's your one use ability, a game, you know, that'd be yeah. fun. Anyway, kobolds. Wow. We just gave wise roads of games, just like, you know, at least uh, one year's worth of content of ideas. Hey, hey, I'm just saying we put out 40 podcasts and we have like at least that many good ideas that they could steal from <laughs> us at any time. So. Yeah, totally. At least. At least yeah. do, do you guys remember the the first iteration of the barbarian 
um, where the discard ability allowed you to look at your opponent's hand and discard a card. Oh, yeah. It was, but that was like... That was only level one or two, though, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was like, yeah, or, or level three or something, and it was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I think they fixed it with yeah. the next patch because it was a leftover. But the, that uh, I thought of that when you mentioned the Mind Flayer thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look yeah. which card they Choose. discard. Yeah. Nasty. Ooh, oh, nasty. yeah. Nasty. That would be that would lead to lots of uh, NPEs oh, or whatever. I, I I can just see the discard blowing up. Like if you could spend two gold to look at your opponent's hand and discard a card, how much crying? Oh, I would oh no, it. you could you, no that that would no, be too much. No, it, no, it, it, we got to do it that yeah. way, Noodle. It's got to be broken and overpowered so everybody can cry on Discord. And then they realize it would be better than the turtle for sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, most <laughs> well, things would but, be. But if, if it's part wow. of the ability, it would be fine, right. I think. Like, just a one-time right. thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do fun That's things cool with idea. those abilities. So I, I just want to throw this out there really quick. Is Ancestry... That's like... That's doable in Lua, right? I don't know. Like, Yeah, you can do stuff like that. Yep. That's pretty sick. All right, oh, all right. Boys. Yeah, I've, all right I've been, sending out the call to the, yeah. to the Lua warriors out there. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know in Lua if you can actually like write it as an ancestry, but you can make starting cards like you would an ancestry. Right. You'd you play kobold, right? You play or right. kobold, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, you could no, write one some... for each class where you have the classes, starting cards, and your racial. Like you could make it happen. It would. It and might and be choose and choose like choose which combo you yeah. want. You could be the kobold fighter, archer, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you, you could write it out. It might be clunky, but you could do it. Anyway, cool. yeah, but we can dream. Anyway, great mailbag question, guys. Um, let's wrap it up. We could keep talking about this literally for like a full uh, episode. So we got to wrap it up somewhere. Uh, but maybe this is a fun one to let bleed over into the uh, Discord as well. This could be a fun discussion to, to see. Yes, share your ideas. Yeah. yeah. And, and okay, make guys, a Lewis uh, script so we can play them. That's yeah. the key part. <laughs> yeah. That's the key part. Yeah. And there's a few of you guys in there who can do it so well. And, and, and God bless all of you. All right, guys, let's keep it moving and head into the main focus, which is going to be Tavern Brawling with Noodle Tube. All right, guys, here we are. We have to take advantage of our special guest, um, and we're going to do so. Uh, we have set up our main focus today to focus mainly on tavern brawl okay now um noodle has some things in mind here for this section i'm going to let him introduce it um noodle before we get into the like the main thing you want to talk about though how about just a very brief history of of uh tavern brawl and kind of an explanation of what it is for maybe those stray listeners who, who aren't familiar with it uh, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so Tavern Brawl um, is a team event. Uh, we've got teams of five players um, facing off uh, against one another um, in, in a tournament. Um, it's uh, usually we have um, some sound of uh, some some sort of round robin or Swiss style. A preliminary round and then um, <clears throat> finals or, or playoffs 
um, with the best uh, teams um, competing for the title. Um, every team um, consists of one character of each class. So um, <clears throat> every every player of a team chooses a class to to play that class for the entire brawl, and um, characters start at a certain level and um, level up as um, um, the brawl continues. Um, so that's we didn't do it that way uh, in the beginning because we didn't have level specific uh, challenges um, at the start when we did it first. But that's uh, the way we've been doing it now, that we've been starting at level three and uh, adding a level for, for each match um, as we go, which is, um, I think, um, has proven to be uh, the best way to do it um, with um, the possibilities we have. Um, it started off, um, I think, still during uh, during the early beta, before the, the full release, uh, um, if I'm right. And I think... It even was maybe the first a community event that we had um, because I think and Rosa was um, putting out a call for for someone to to organize a tournament or something um, on the Rams Rising Discord for the community members, and um, he said he had some ideas, um, <clears throat> but he didn't have the time to to actually do it, um, and I, I thought at the time. Yeah, that um, it would be fun to to do something like that um, and to give you know give back something to the community in that way. So I hit him up and said, uh, "Hey man, what's what's your plan? I'm I, I could help. Um, I would be glad to." And so he told me about this idea he had been discussing with Birdlaw, and um, yeah, we we hashed it out um, with a number of people. Um, Tim was in, uh, involved. Um, Jig um, volunteered straight away to help, um, and um, yeah, I think Sfreak uh, was involved in the beginning as well, starting off the <clears throat> the whole uh, law thing, and um, yeah, then we had um, uh, I don't know how many teams we had in the first season, but it wasn't as big. We had maybe six teams or eight, I think, something along those lines. Um, it was pretty yeah, cool. About thirty was it thirty or forty players? That... Yeah, thirty maybe so thirty players, ago. which would be six teams. Um, and mm. um, yeah, so it, it was lots of fun. Um, just because you know it's a team event, you 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 start a group chat, you um, discuss strategy, you you share some memes, um, you you know um, enjoy the wins um, if you, if you have them or. You uh, console yourselves if, if you lose. So um, it's it's just uh, great for for building up relations in the community, getting to know some some community members better that you haven't been interacting with a lot. And I think that's the main main pull um, that that keeps people coming back to Tavern Brawl is actually this uh, this team experience that you're having. It is, yeah, and the unique aspect of the one of each class on your team facing off against another group of each class and like setting up the matchups and that team aspect talking and figuring out strategy so it's like it's not just the matchups it's or i mean there's the matchup strategy and then there's the actual game itself that's happening so there's multiple levels it's just so much fun yeah. and um it's we're here to celebrate it with you noodle um yeah so um 
All right. Now we don't want to spend too much. We've talked about this the first time noodles on, on sparks and rec. We gave like, you know, a pretty good history of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Let's focus a little bit on what's happening now. All right. Because currently we're in season five. If I'm not mistaken, it's not six yet. It's season five, right? Five is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Five. All right. So noodle perhaps. And Chris mm. and Tim, you guys tell me, cause you get, we have played every season every iteration so far we've been there since the beginning all all of us uh it's changed quite a bit right um maybe we can talk about how it's changed this this season i actually have a little history that i wanted to throw in quick um before we get into the changes quick i happen to pull up the season one spreadsheet here so i wanted to dig into that a little bit there was six teams so it was 30 people and this was before we had the draft where there's like a captain and they draft their teams. Mm-hmm. People made their own teams. Um, so listen to this uh, banger that like ran the tables and and got first place here. It was uh, the hand with six and zero overall, fifty one wins and thirty six losses. Uh, they had back alley llama, not around anymore, but they're a. a Serious player, Dusto, Darklighter, Silent Al, and Birdlaw out there smoking <laughs> people. <Yeah. laughs> that was a ridiculous yeah. team, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that so, was starting at level one, so like it was yeah. really we 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 weren't playing at level twelve digital heroes. No. We were playing like basically the the level one paper version of the game, which all those guys are just masters at, right? So yeah, they ran the table. Yeah. But uh, Double Dubs, give us the other team. Give us the give us one of the other teams that, that was participating. Um, let's see. I'll try to find which team you were on really quick. Oh, this me. one's a real banger. The Jawbreakers. Amvroser, Agency 13, Noodle Tulpa, Hor- Horgle, and Jigmalinkpa. Look at that team. Yeah, but we came in. We didn't win. <laughs> we didn't. No, no, uh, no. Nope, nope. Yeah. We did not. <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, we've yeah, all gotten a lot, a lot better since then, though. That's for sure. Yeah, well, it was totally, literally, a totally different game back then. Yeah, but that was, was totally also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, that Tavern Brawl season was also what brought the uh, cat says meow into the focus of the community. Um, because yeah. I think he captained a team and he was smashing people with his cleric, and that cleric. was before the mace buff um and yeah. people were like have you played this cleric player and after that we've uh, i think dark lighter put up the hrpc and uh, they had started like winning things left yeah. and right so okay. but th- i think that was the first time uh, like people noticed uh, right. this guy yeah. that's a great call out he went <clears throat> nine wins and three losses for a 75 win rate yeah whereas the field as cleric had a 38% win rate. Yeah, so he, yeah, you know, essentially hilarious. doubled the win rate. Good of, call. Yeah. Uh, the average that was player. The, player. Good call, Noodle. That was the appearance of DeCatz's Meow. That's when he showed up and he just started, he just started nailing people. I remember too. Oh, we talked about that in the, in, in, in his thing, but yeah, dude, just so many good memories. Like we could start yeah. talking. It's, and this is fun. You go back to these, especially those early seasons when we were with a bunch of people that we knew on the discord, which we are too now. And it's like a mix now of new and old people. It's a great way to integrate into the community but you can go back and look at memories from those early seasons like that that's how fun of an event it is so um, by the way if you're interested in participating in a future 
tavern brawl, there would definitely be opportunities for doing so. Um, so it, it, oh, it's yeah. not something that's over and you, you're, no one has a chance. It's fact it's open to everybody. It just takes a while to run through. And then once it stops, it takes a while to reset and open again. But, um, okay. Let's keep the discussion moving here. Great uh, memory, by the way. And we could all give our memories, but you know, then this, uh, this segment double dubs would stretch on to uh, longer than, than we were planning. So, <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the current season. Maybe just like the first, like how the, the format is set up. And then we can talk about uh, perhaps some other news, breaking news from the event itself. Um, Noodle, let's throw back to you on this one. Yeah. Uh, so this, um, this time <clears throat> for season five, we actually had um, 12 teams participating. So 60 players. So um, comparing to season one, we've actually doubled uh, our player count. Um, reflecting on the on the growth of the community as a whole, I think. Um, so that that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> we've been uh, having, um, I think, eleven teams last season and ten the season before. So we've just had a, a steady steady influx of participants. And um, mm-hmm. you know, twelve teams is really nice. Um, despite we have, by, by the way, despite the number of other events that are going on, like there's so many other events going on now as well. Back in the old days, that was literally the only thing going on. So, yeah, like, there's so many yeah. options, and it's still drawing lots of people to do it, which says a lot for it. Yeah, sorry, new. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's right. Um, so, so this time we did um, a, a round robin uh, tournament with uh, eleven rounds, um, uh, and had then cut to to playoffs of um, the top four, <clears throat> um, which is also, I think, um, a pretty nice uh, season length. Um, lots of games for everyone. Um, we could start at level three, and then. Um, end at um, the regular season at level 13 and play the playoffs at level 14, um, which uh, was pretty nice, I think. Um, And yeah, well, part of the reason we could grow this event um, (laughs) is, of course, uh, the French Connection, uh, which I want to to give a quick shout out to. Um, So there were a couple of people uh, that joined last minute um, last time. Um, I think um, Romu was the one um, who, who um, hit us up in the Discord originally and said, "Hey, can we still take part of this uh, in this?" And um, brought in a bunch of friends, um, and they were there for this season as well, um, bringing up the, the player count. And I don't think they're participating in any other events. Um, so, um, as far as I've seen, they're pretty much only um, only there for the for the Heaven Brawl, more or less. Um, which is just, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. And um, little spoiler, they've also been doing very, very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's that was the format for, for this season's Brawl. Um, okay, and- yeah, so, yeah. all right, so that that's like how it's changed. It's grown a little bit. The format has changed. Right. Um, also, we have we mentioned briefly, but there is a draft as well. And usually, the draft order is randomly determined. We have captains for each team, and we actually do a live draft where players are selected. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. That said, there's always new players in the draft that are kind of the X factor 
and kind of rich, honestly, make it interesting to begin with. Cause you never, that's usually where the teams are, are made or broken is yeah. kind of the bottom <laughs> of the draft. Cause if you can pick some, some diamonds in the rough down there, you can really fill out a, a strong team and, and sneak and through yourself. Season four, I got uh, Lagoya with my last pick, I believe. And he was one of the French people, turned out to be an awesome cleric player and was a key part of uh, the Decepticons taking home the trophy in season four. Of course, having Noodle on my team helped a lot too, but you know. Yeah, I mean, you need other things, but that's one of the ways to get ahead, right? I mean, it's just like real sports, like building real sports teams. But uh, yeah, anyways, it's, it's so much fun. And all of this said... Uh, we have been intentionally delaying the release of results from the Tavern Brawl, waiting for this moment right now when we have the Brawl Master himself, Noodle Tupe, on Sparks and Rack. So, Noodle Tupe, do you want to do the honors and release the results from Season 5? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, <clears throat> so, um, we've had uh, the top four of the um, uh, uh, round-robin tournament where the Prancing Ponies um, with a 9-2 record, the Baguettes of Head with a 9-2 record, um, my own team Monster Party at 8-3, and, three, and uh, Rips Chips at 7-4, and four, uh, beating the Banana Slugs in the Tiebreaker, who also came in 7-4 um, after playing a great season. And um, can we pop in on the cutoff to the top four there and talk about what happened with the banana slugs? Um, yeah, they they um, lost the last match, the round 11 match, against um, Mistfires, Misfits, and Miscreants, um, which was actually that team's only win uh, in this season. Um, so epic. Yeah. Spoiler, with your only win, your yeah. only win the whole season, knocks yeah. someone out of playoff contention. It's insane. Beautiful. Yeah. And that shows another thing, too. The fun thing with the Tavern Brawl is even if you're not one of the top you know, four or five teams, you can play spoiler. You can have really interesting duels and, and matchups and like back and forth with the other team. And some teams role play or they'll drop rhymes or, you know, there's a lot of fun things. That. And as, yeah. as, uh, as Noodle mentioned, the memes are aplenty. Memes are definitely uh, showing up in many different places. So if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a competitive event, but definitely um, fun uh, is the main aspect of it all. You know, it's not hyper competitive. It's like the environment is about uh, having fun together and having a, a great community event. Like that's, that's what, what it's there for. If we look at the banana slugs, like who's on the team? Um, I just want to shout them out pretty quickly. It's Peter Panic as the captain. He drafted Rucksack, uh, Filterphobe, Pyfel, and Corrin Rust. Um, so that was an insane team uh, to face. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so um, back to. The, the top two, Prancing Ponies and Baguettes the Fat, are actually both um, teams mainly comprised of our uh, French connection we've been, we've been mentioning. One was um, captained by um, Romu. That was the, um, what was it called? The Prancing, Prancing Ponies. Ponies. Yeah, and yeah. the other one, the Baguettes the Fat, um, was captained by Steph. <clears throat> And um, Monster Party 
um, we faced um, the uh, the uh, which was it the gets the fed in the semifinals, and we won um, the the match four to one, and uh, the prancing ponies defeated Rips Chips in the other semifinals. Um, so we had um, the finals uh, of Monster Party versus um, Prancing Ponies. And um, yeah, actually, we did it. Monster Party um, took um, the title, defeating the Prancing Ponies 4-1 to one, um, in the finale. Um, we had some, some great games. Um, <clears throat> we had... Um, uh, Darklighter um, facing um, the Darklighter as a Ranger facing um, Chowini the Thief. We've had uh, our Thief Lifbrave versus Romus Ranger. Um, our Wizard Luna Pig versus Mac 070707 um, as a Wizard. Um, and then some more mirrors with My Cleric versus Lagoy's Cleric. And our fighter Flexer versus uh, their fighter um, Geho. And um, yeah, had some great games. Um, and in the end, um, we took it home. Congratulations. Indeed. Epic Congrats. win. Wow. Yeah. Um, you got a great team there, too, man. Nice, nice draft. Nice job uh, winning it all. I noticed. Uh, well, I have some questions that I wanted to ask. Is now a good time to get them in, or were yeah, there any other them, things yeah. you wanted yeah. to mention? Yeah. Do it. So um, I noticed you had a lot of mirrors there. Was that something you um, intended to navigate towards with the matchups, um, specifically here in the finals or throughout the tournament? I know that... Uh, We've had some comments that people are interested in us getting into like some of the strategies we use for some of these events. Um, I'd be happy to talk about how I do my matchmaking for Tavern Brawl, but clearly you have more success than I did. So I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what you were trying to do when you're making your matchups. Uh, Mm -hmm. And maybe we want to preface that with just saying really quickly how the matchup process works for Tavern Brawl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so the way it works is that um, the, the team that is mentioned first in the, in the matchup um, will nominate um, a player first to, to step up and issue a challenge. And then the other team can decide with which character to accept that challenge. And then the, the team two will send out their, um, their own character to, to issue a challenge um, for the other team to answer. Uh, going back and forth until all five matchups are decided. So there's um, some strategy involved in which characters to put out there. Um, you try to, to pick a character that isn't countered too easily um, and with which characters to, to accept um, these challenges. So, you know, if, <clears throat> if the opponent's fighter um, is still uh, free, you don't want to issue a challenge with your with your wizard probably because uh, they're just gonna send the fight against it and you'll, you'll have a rough time at least at lower levels, um, and um, the same with you know fighter and cleric. You have these um, these mismatches that you're trying to avoid, and um, what 
over the course of the brawls, um, I've noticed that there is a pretty pretty similar pattern of uh, matchups that usually um, evolves. Like you, uh, things tend to um, uh, gravitate towards um, at least some mirror matches um, because you're just trying to avoid the the um, mm -hmm. oddest pairings. Um, yeah, you know it's safe. You, know, you go for yeah, the mirror because you know it's like exactly. pretty safe. Exactly. Um, especially like if if you have like okay, so the strategy of it all for me starts in the draft. Um, I personally um, believe in um, trying to get a well-rounded team over having, you know, um, the best player of the community in my team, um, because then um, you know sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes even the best players have uh, some bad luck. And then if there's someone else that can bail you out, um, that's pretty important over the course of a season, um, in, in my experience. And we've had that going. Like, we had a great team. Um, everybody really pulled their weight. Um, everybody came in with a surprise win here and there um, to, to um, get us where, where we got. So that's, that's one aspect of it. And if you have that, if you have a well-rounded team where, say, we, we don't really have any weak links, then going for the mirrors is is the safe call because you can um, have you you feel comfortable because you say okay on a one to one player basis I think we've we've probably got this like we may lose two but all we need to win is three so um, that's fine and um, that's that's why personally I'm I'm gravitating to to mirrors a lot but um, also I mean uh, I've been on your team dubs for two seasons. Um, two two very successful seasons as well, and we've yeah. been we've been discussing um, strategy a lot during those seasons. So I I think we've probably got very um, similar views um, on the topic, and I, I actually picked up a lot of you know how to captain a team, how to keep them motivated from you. So also you know shout out to you for being a pretty pretty uh, good captain, um, mm. um, and yeah, teaching me cool. those ways. Well, hey, I thanks, man. I appreciate that. You nice officially have, yeah, yeah uh, the the most uh, tavern brawl wins of anyone now. So, uh, you know, congrats. <laughs> um, let's see. I think that uh, for me, there's this interesting thing that happens where, like, <clears throat> positionally, depending where you are, you can actually whoever. Um, sets the fourth matchup actually also sets the fourth and fifth matchup. Yeah. So I'm yeah. always like super aware of how that's going to work out. And I got maybe a little too far in the weeds this current season of like trying to foresee all of the possible permutations that could happen and like which way things would go. Um, yeah. I just got a little too, a little too crazy with it. Like I'm on like the second nomination and I'm like, if they do this, I was like writing all these like charts and, and graphs. And, but I really think that just like your point of like, keep it, try to get a well-rounded team, try to not expose yourself to bad matchups and shoot for mirrors where you can. I think that that makes a lot of sense rather than like trying to exploit some good matchups here or there, or like try to navigate that way. I think like playing it a little closer to, to center, like you described uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And we, we didn't have uh, um, a lot of total game wins. Like um, we usually, we won our matches uh, three to two, most of them. 
Um, right. And, like we didn't go five zero um, anywhere, and um, only four one like a couple of times. So um, that was definitely part of that. Just going for the safe win wherever possible. Nice. I like it. Yeah, like you said, you only need three. So, like, position yeah. yourself to try to get three. Get your best shot at getting three. Yeah, and that's really the name of the game. It's it's not as much – I mean, of course, you need good players to win their actual games, but setting up those matchups and trying to squeak out those wins is really all that matters. And sometimes, you know, that clashes with setting up players on your team to have – to achieve the best possible uh, overall record for the season. You know what I'm saying? In other words, sometimes you need players to act as sacrificial lambs or to step up and to to do something else, you know, so, and that's part of the game. And that, and to me, that's what really is the most fun. And it also, anyway, we've talked a little bit about it before, but the individual aspect or the individual, you know, things are fun, but that's not really what it's all about for me. It's more about, I actually prefer being the sacrificial lamb sometimes or being the, uh, being the cleric. There's no risk. Like either yeah. you win and you're the hero, or you lost right. and people think you're gonna lose anyways. Yeah. So I want to segue off of that teamwork idea a little bit, though. As far as my like, if I was to give one strategy tip to people, and that this is something that I want to um, try to do even more so next season, because I felt like I could have done it more this past season. Um, communicate. Use screenshots. Talk to your team about like what moves you're thinking about making and stuff you're there to like the to collaborate and work together mm-hmm. and uh, so if you're in a like tough situation or you have questions you can lean on your team and ask them and post in your group chat like do you think that should i really be taking bribe here or do i need to be taking you know some other card or something like that so um yeah. just the more you communicate the better i think yeah, yeah i think yeah. you know that's yeah you go ahead Jake. it's meant it's mentoring by group basically right is is what it is and that's one of the great aspects of the tavern brawl and and that's another great reason for newer players to join even if they're a little trepidatious about joining an organized event or if they've never done something like that before it's so laid back it's a lot of fun it doesn't take that much time commitment you know you need some uh communication open with your team but it does it's not much you know so if you don't like talking on discord you don't have to but you just have you basically just need to know who you're matched up with and you're good to go but uh if you do like that and you do want to learn more and you do want like feedback and like you know there's just so many good things you can get out of it uh, especially for new players so yeah i couldn't recommend it enough yeah, it's probably um, the best entry point into the competitive community because uh, you're in a team and um, you, you get to know people, you get some advice, you, you totally learn is. a lot. And the, the communication, I think, you know, posting screenshots and getting actual advice on plays um, is like on the on the top end of communication. I think we... we Almost didn't do that because it's it's time consuming, you know. Not everybody's on the in the same time zone. Maybe you have to wait and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, if you manage to do that well, um, that's that's very good. Um, but like, I think one one step below that is really talking um, through the builds um, you're going to to make. Like, w- what am I planning mm-hmm. to get when I level up? And that's very important for the captain to know as well. Um, because, for example, on our team, um, Lunapig was going um, soul with her wizard. And um, I needed to know that um, to uh, to know which matchups to give her um, so that she 
wouldn't um, like this time I really had to make sure um, she wouldn't face any fighters because you know with a serene wizard sometimes you can take the risk if you're getting good matchups on on other fronts um, you can maybe say okay maybe maybe they can squeeze out um, a two one or something but uh, with soul wizard um, there's just no point so. Um, that's that's very important, and the same like um, our thief went on with a misdirection, so they also had a weak um, like a weak matchup with the fighters. So I really always had to keep in mind like where is the fighter? Who are they gonna set it up against? And um, you know try to bait it out maybe with a fighter mirror or um, or ranger matchup um, to to allow the other classes to um, to get a good matchup themselves themselves. So. Nice. Great stuff there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Anything else we want to cover here before we transition into the future of Tavern Brawl? No, I'm good. Let's hear it. I'm looking forward to hearing about it, Noodle. What, what have you got? What news do you have for us about the visions <laughs> of <laughs> Tavern Brawl? Well, um, <clears throat> there's nothing concrete uh, yet. Like um, I've been I've been chatting with um, Game Freak, um, who... Um, I really need to to shout out as well here as um, the uh, co-organizer of of Tavern Brawl uh, these days. Um, he's he's been doing um, some great work and Lunapic as well, uh, taking taking over the the um, handling of the Excel sheet that uh, Tim set up um, uh, in the past. And um, yeah, they've been helping out a bunch. Um, Right now, of course, we're we're gonna be on a bit of a hiatus um, to to recover um, and from the tavern brawl and um, to um, you know um, take some time to think through how to proceed on things. Um, we're pretty set on the general format. Like um, we we want to have you know um, with this uh, a similar number of teams, um, we're gonna have. Um, probably around Robin tournament, then cut to a playoffs. We're going to start at level three. We're going to go from there. I think all of that is working pretty well. Um, the questions that come to mind with all the content um, uh, in the in the beta is, of course, like what to do uh, with that stuff. Um, I think like having a tavern brawl with um, the dungeon classes would be really fun. But uh, at the moment, uh, we want to keep Tavern Brawl open for like um, all the players um, that are in the production app. So um, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. combining these two things uh, would be too difficult. But in the far future, like um, having teams of OG heroes versus dungeon heroes, or maybe like allowing people to draft one of two options like you can either pick fighter or barbarian for your team either wizard mm-hmm. or alchemist or something like that and um, try to to build a team off, off of those choices could be really really fun and really looking forward to that but that's uh, pretty pretty far ways away um yeah those dungeon next- classes but you yeah. know what you know what though noodle ancestries might not be as far away as we think from the yeah. sound of yeah. things. It sounded like they're going to try to pump it out pretty soon. So yeah. hopefully what, and you know, I, no one's going to hold you to this noodle, but like, what would be your rough estimate on like the downtime and like before start thinking about next uh, season signups, just like rough estimate, like months, like two, three months. 
yeah. less than three months. Yeah, right? Yeah, uh, no, I think two to three months is a pretty good time frame for that, yeah. All right, now I'll just say, and don't hold me to this, definitely, but there's a decent chance Ancestries could be in production by then. I mean, there's I think it a chance. Be. I think okay. it will be. Oh, wow. I'll be, okay. I'll be wow. surprised if it's not. Nostra Double Damas himself is putting his reputation on the oh, line. Saying, I can I think see. it's a pretty good chance, too, but we'll see. So yeah, who there knows? might I'd even be a point in, in waiting for Ancestries to drop to then have a brawl um, with Ancestries. Um, and I would like, love an while, while we're talking that about so that, I really, I really would like to pick your guys' brains on how you would um, implement Ancestries into the Tavern Brawl. I would make the first Tavern Brawl small folk only. Small folk <laughs> Tavern Brawl. Not, not half demon only. Nope, small folk. Yeah. And and keep everything the same. So you have to have like a small folk fighter. You have to have a small folk <laughs> no. player. Okay, one I of mean, each. J- just honestly, that. from an organizational standpoint, you pick your ancestry just like you would pick your class on the team. So like you could have one of each ancestry, mm-hmm. one yeah. of each class. It can be any combination that you wanted the two, you but you mm-hmm. can only have like go. one orc like and it. one wizard and you're probably going to have the same like you're probably going to have you know ogre fighter and you're going to have you know small folk wizard or whatever or maybe elf wizard it's maybe not all the same but it's probably going to be a lot of similarities but But also in in the situation where like the best ancestry for wizard might be the same best ancestry for thief so you're gonna have to pick which one you want to have the Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote Ooh. best of," this. and then yep. you're gonna and have to figure some others out for the whole of the tavern brawl. Too. That's like, the thing. That's, that's gonna thing. be so much fun. Yeah, because, that's gonna be you know, awesome. Small folk is really great at the higher levels, but uh, at the lower levels, that health penalty is brutal. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, my my thing. I really like Tim's suggestion there. So pro- that's like kind of the front runner for me. But I was gonna say just like wait, wait, wait. Be the open. all small folk. What about the all small folk tavern uh, brawl here? How did that? Uh, the you know, it's it's cool. There's a small folk tournament. Like playing that, do okay. that instead. Like sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say just like open it up so people can do whatever is the other option. Like that's what came to my mind immediately. No restrictions. Uh, still one of each class, but you know you can play whatever race you want with your class, is what I was gonna say. But I think the idea of like having to pick, I like the pick, is yeah, really that's cool. beautiful. Yeah. It's perfect because that matches up perfectly with the classes as well. So you have classes and races, one of each, and then oh god, I just thinking about it makes me want to do it. Hopefully, hopefully, Master Double Dubs is right, and uh, by the time the next production. Is starved for content, man. I like Bad, hate to say badly, it, but it is badly. Like, badly. <laughs> and they're aware of that, I think, and that's why. And, and that's why. That's why the, they pushed ancestries at the same time as yeah. the beta. I made well, a light criticism of that in the past, but seeing it be true that they did that so that there's content for production, I'm all in for it. I think it was the right move. Yeah. So my yeah. my bad well, there. Yeah, and Rob explained it in that interview with um, with Larry last episode. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see it. So I think to be here, let's keep our fingers crossed, Noodle. And maybe it's good to start planning or at least, you know, 
leaving open the possibility that could even be incorporated next season. That would be yep. freaking amazing. I would love it. I'd be super excited about that. I just, I just have one last thing about the future before I think we probably want to get on to the next thing, which is that like, and this is sort of like, you got to be the change you want to see in the world. Maybe even though I have mixed feelings about that phrase. Uh, I want to see the lore come back a little bit more. We had some really cool like storyline stuff going on mm-hmm. and there's still role yeah. playing that happens in the discord, but there was like articles like that got published on the realms rising website. And um, I know that's a lot of work to do and I totally understand that. Um, but I hope that we can see a little bit of a comeback of the lore. Cause that part was really fun for me. Yeah. Cool. Totally. Yeah. All right, um, I think we've got to cover Noodle. Do you have any final thoughts on Tavern Brawling before we uh, segue into um, the next segment here? Um, no, not really. It, it was a, a really fun season. As uh, Again, uh, I, I chatted with, with Game Freak really quick. I think uh, we, we both think uh, things went uh, really well. Um, one thing we noticed this season is um, people had some trouble to, to get their matches done. Uh, more than uh, in in the one week time frame, more than in previous seasons, um, which wasn't that big of a deal because uh, in the round robin format, it's uh, you know um, you can finish um, matches with a bit of a delay and it doesn't factor into the the matchmaking um, for for the next week. So uh, we weren't rushing people too much and thought we we keep it um, on the um, lenient side. Um, but uh, we'll we'll have to um, keep an eye on that um, so that um, you know it, it doesn't become a problem in the future. Uh, I think it's something that comes naturally with the growth of it all as well, of course. Um, and uh, we totally understand, of course, also that people you know have real life things and schedules and everything. Um, we we all have that, um, but you know it's just something that we noticed where we we want to stay aware of. Uh, potential issues yeah. yeah you know it's a fine line i get it as running these in the past too you know um it's a fine line because you want to keep things moving it, 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 but you also want to be lenient and understanding but if you don't keep things moving these things can drag on for months and um then you lose kind of momentum and then other problems happen so yeah, yeah it's it's tough yeah it's really tough to do so hats off to all of you guys thanks for keeping it running Hopefully this has served as a really nice advertisement for listeners who might not have participated in the past or maybe did it in the past and taken a break and are thinking about doing it in the future. Lots of fun things in the store. Lots of fun times to be had. Check out Tavern Brawl. All right, guys. Let's head into the long-awaited and much-anticipated card wars. This is my boomstick. All right, everybody. Now for Card Wars. Today, we are going to talk about the two and three cost champion cards and kind of uh, how we'd rank them or uh, compare them and all that sort of stuff. And this is for all the sets that are in the digital beta so uh base set call to arms and uh dungeons cards that uh 
looking at the champions that cost two or three gold. Yeah, good. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out um, to myself for making a tier maker consisting of all of the two and three cost champions across the base set, call to arms, and dungeons specifically for this segment, guys. Uh, it, it was actually pretty fun to do. I, it only took a few minutes. And it helped us visualize a little bit how we're ranking these guys. Okay, so... That was awesome, yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, thanks. Pat on my back to myself from myself. Thanks, guys. Wow. We're sitting through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, as a, as a fellow solo artist, my friend, you gotta you have to admire it. Come on. I do. Um, I do. All right. All right, guys. So, I guess we just start by... Should we start, like, who we think are maybe the best... Who's your favorite two or three cost heroes, and then and then work from there, or what, what, what do you want to do? We got to start somewhere, right? Okay, no yeah, objections. Maybe, maybe start at the maybe start at the bottom. I always like to you know work myself up to to the top. Okay, there's jokes in there as well, but we'll let it slide <laughs> and just do it that way. I mean, all right. There's, so, a, there's a huge load of champions. So uh... <laughs> wow, there, there is. is yeah, and and when you have a huge load of champions, you just again. Start from the bottom, work your way up. Oh, All right, so let's do that. Noodle, why don't you? Oh, so we basically have this tier uh, tier list um, broken into S, A, B, C, D rank. All right, so let's start with D. Let's start with the D rank, guys. Noodle, give us your nominees for the D rank champs. Well, the firmest nominee, I immediately uh, threw it in there for D tier, uh, in my opinion, is the Rattling Collector. That guy sucks so hard. I mean, I don't know. It's it's maybe the worst card in the game. It's so bad. I mean, even the the other situation, very situational cards like um, you know, don't don't yell at me just now. Uh, Tithe priest um, or uh, the scavenger. They they have their uses, uh, especially with certain classes. They really pick up in value. Um, but this guy is always really really bad. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, hate that guy. Um, he's down in the dumpster. Um, in general, I really also don't like Death Cultist. Um, it's one of the worst champions mm -hmm. out there, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, I also threw Scavenger and Tithe Priest in there because um, they're very situational. Um I just scavenger. I just hate scrapping from my hand, being forced to scrap from my hand uh, in general, and then also that um, the, you also lose on the gold that it would give you. It just feels so so bad. Like whenever I buy him, I really feel bad for having bought him. So um, it's it's just I don't know. I don't like the card, and also I put Street Tag in there because. Oh. Um, it's... Shots fired! Wow, it yeah. happened. I didn't think it's going to happen this quickly, but Street Thug has been assaulted. Yeah, Man, he, that was right. the only he, S tier he has... card I put in there. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has no ceiling for me. Like uh, compared to yeah. Wolf Shaman or Man at Arms, they can actually scale up a bit. But he's just he's always sitting there. at his one gold or two damage. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Street I, that's Thug a pretty good can one. be a player in when you're trying to make a critical mass for a champion wall. 
That's like yeah. the one time yeah. where I, where I like Street Thug. The four booty is nice. So there's other yeah. There's there's other Tim. All right, wait, hold on. Let me give one, and then we'll give the floor to Tim because Tim is the the world renowned uh, street thug expert. I'll just say that you said Dubs just said for champion walls. There's for factioning with other uh, guild cards as well. If you yeah. mm-hmm. need a reliable factioner, he's good. All right, Tim, what do you give us? Give us your spiel on street thug. I, I will say I, this isn't street thug p- specific, but like Noodle also mentioned death cultist, which. When you're playing at max level, I absolutely agree that those two cards can be really horrible. But also, if you're playing uh, either the no heroes scenario or you're playing at lower level, a lot of these champions start to look, uh, yeah, much better. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know Death Cultist is great when I'm playing in in a vanilla game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh, a yeah. great thing to get out early, and it's won me a number of games. So, like... Depending on the scenario, your evaluation and granted, the way we look at these champions at their cost, they're still going to be worse than a number of other ones. But like, just yeah. the fact that like Death Cultist is a guard mm. with four yeah. defense, like that's a decent thing at lower levels or without heroes. So, yeah, all right, that's pretty good. Um, he gave a pretty good. Uh, it, Basically matches up with my D rank. Do you guys have any exceptions or additions to the D rank here before um, we jump to C? I put I put the apprentice trap maker in there as well. I, uh, I he's in mine too. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought. Did um, Noodle, I don't remember if Noodle said that one as well. In okay, that, he's in my D rank too. The existence of Necromancer pushes the Trap Maker into C, maybe. Yeah, that was <laughs> I don't know if that's that, yeah. for you guys. In, but... in, in my mind, it was hanging between C and D uh, a bit. Um, but, like, it's good versus Druid. It's good versus Necro. It's decent versus Cleric. Um, so I thought, yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, looking Barry, at, I'm looking Barry at my also list. Mentioned, oh, sorry, Tim. Barry also mentioned numerous uses for these guys with bard that i'd never thought of before and i think we'll, we might start with bard getting buffed we might see bard uses for these as well so hmm. I, I, i'm also looking at my list and i see rattling collector in a c and trap maker as a d and i think i put those in the wrong spot so so i think i actually we're, labeled that in the c range it's okay we're splitting hairs a little bit here too and we can yeah. talk it out as we go through and i think but, we, we just i i made my tier list in like literally 30 seconds after uploading me everything too. and and yeah um but like, can right. any anyone say anything good about rattling collector is my question nah, not really no Unless you have, you know, there's, I think he works well with Screet, who gives you discounted stuff. So if you can get him and, and Screet out, the King Screet, who gives you a discount on cards to buy, you might see an interesting combo there. But I've never, literally never gotten that combo out at the same yeah. time, nor have I, I t- mean, tried to get that combo out. So. I, I, honestly, you compare that against Street Thug. If you buy two cards, it's better than Street Thug. If you buy one card, I'd say it's about equal. So yeah. as long as you're buying a card on your turn, I'd say it's better than Street Thug usually. That's an interesting call out. So the just just in were, a comparison yeah. with those ones that I would rank mm-hmm. lower. And it's got like, four. It's got four um, health, right? Which is actually yeah. Good it's the same. Same. For... It's it's non guard, four defense, and 
Street Thug will give you one gold or two damage, whereas Rattling Collector always gives you one gold, and whenever yeah. you acquire a card, you get one damage. In, in so. theory, I agree, but in practice, I would prefer the Street Thug because I know I can get the two damage if I need it, where uh-huh. with Rattling Collector, I would be t- dependent on having to buy stuff into my deck to, to get that damage. Right. And late game, you might not want that, so the first exactly. game... I, I don't want game. either of those good... cards late game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Early game, I like. I like. I feel like you get a little bit more mixture where you can get the economy and the damage in an earlier game with the collector. I don't like either one very much. Yeah, so would rattling collector splitting hairs? Would rattling collector yeah. become busted if it gave two damage for each card you purchased? Would it be too good, or would it be probably much more not. playable? Probably not. No. Yeah. It, it, Maybe I probably but, still I mean, wouldn't like to buy it. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into what ifs about how we would change this. Yeah. Fair, fair. All right. And I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit because we probably spent close to 10 minutes now talking about D rank uh, two and three class characters. So let's, you know, let's keep it moving. Okay. Jumping up to C rank. Jumping up to C. All right. Noodle, why don't you go through your C's mm. and, and tell us what you have listed here? Yeah. So we already talked about the Apprentice Trap Maker. Um, also in C, I've got the Imperial Tunneler, um, which is, you know, it's a pretty bad card, but the um, put at the bottom of your deck can open it up to some shenanigans, so that just bumps it up a little bit for me. Um, the Inquisitor, you know, it does nothing special, but it has some okay stats overall, um, so sometimes the healing can be nice, it can faction for two damage. Overall, it's it's a bit... Uh, better than the the D tier champs for me. The stalking vampire is uh, the same thing. Like it, it has the same problem as scavenger. It's only a situational sack from hand, which I really hate. But the overall stats are a bit better um, because uh, it has four health and it can do two damage, um, which can maybe help take out an opposing champion or something. And then man at arms and wolf shaman. You know they they can be pretty solid, and especially these two. I rate really high, uh, much higher in vanilla games, mm-hmm. just because of the the stats that they provide, um, and you know, champ walls are are a thing. I like this uh, overall quite a bit. I do want to give a little extra love to Inquisitor, though. I, maybe it's just because of the, all the wizard I played, but I love Inquisitor. How it's basically seven health. But mm-hmm. it gives you a little bit of everything too. It's no, it's gold or really healing, good. factioning mm-hmm. for some damage, four on you. the booty. So um, in, in the context, at B for me. I was going to say in the context of all the mm-hmm. other twos and threes, Inquisitor might be a B, but that's my only it, yeah. discrepancy. I could yeah. get both that. Yeah. yeah, and but and here's the other thing that colors like depending on if you're playing more wizard or if you're playing more you know where this colors the way you, you evaluate them too. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. What were you going to say about that? No, I, I agree with all of that. And I'm looking at my list and I'm like, man, I put this together in like 30 seconds. So like, I think I kind of <laughs> changed my mind on some of those. I meant I meant to put Inquisitor a little higher than where I had it on my thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now we're just... Not you amazing, don't even have to, but for two yeah. or three costs, yeah. The main thing of that uh, tier list, by the way, so just we could have a visual representation yeah, of it. Yeah, so you can absolutely. even just scrub your... Just have it. I have it open yeah. right now so I can look at it. All right. So I think at C, um, 
Uh, I'm just going to go through quickly and just say a few of mine that might be different. I have Stalking Vampire at C, but at the very top of it. And it, you could probably talk me into putting it at the bottom of B, but Stalking Vampire is expensive and usually not great. Um, yeah. I actually have Death Cultist, Imperial Tunner, Tunneler, and Shaman, and Street Dog all at C for me. Those are my Cs. And I, I don't view C as bad. Like I see solid uses for all of these guys. Yeah. Very situational, but yeah, not your best picks. Mm-hmm. You guys have any other like exceptions there before we jump up to B? All right, let's, let's keep them B. going then. Um, Noodle, who do you have at B? Okay, at B tier, um, I have um, Orc, Grunt, and Goblin Guardian, for starters, um, just because of their uh, faction abilities, um, which are pretty ga- mm-hmm. great. Those two also go really great together. Um, you know, just uh, all the wilds can, go great together. Yeah, like, all those <laughs> just getting getting a bunch of cheap wild cards is just such a good recipe for a good deck. Um, and uh, factioning yeah. cards together is good, is what we're saying here. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but then again, the other Pro two cards the I have, pros, guys. <laughs> the other two cards I have in B tier, they don't they don't have a faction ability, um, but they can be very good situationally, which is uh, Kasha the Awakener, um, which is great for stuff like um, Cleric or Druid, like, um, or, you know, if you have a Bard as well, if you have ways of buffing champions, or if you um, if your game plan usually revolves around building a champ wall, um, Kasha really plays into that. Um, if she can stick um, around for multiple turns, uh, it can get Pretty, uh, pretty dangerous for your opponent pretty quick. So um, that's that's uh, why I put her in B tier. And the other one is uh, Drogar, the Guild Enforcer, um, which um, um, does produces one gold, or um, you can pay one combat to stun an opposing champion. Um, and um, yeah, this situationally, um, this can translate to the equivalent of a lot of damage. This is a card that you should not sleep on if you're playing a cleric mirror. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's a huge cheap, one. It's cheap to pick up. You can often fit it in with with uh, another buy or with a bless or something, and uh, you should not sleep on it if you're playing cleric mirror. As yeah. as soon even, as your opponent has like a but, five or six defense champion, yeah. this one yep. should be on your radar as yeah. going up. Not even a Just if mirrors, you're yeah. playing against the cleric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even before they buy it. But, or if you, if your opponent has already bought a big champ and this pops up, like one of my favorite things is when your opponent buys a big champion and then this comes up in the row right after it and then it goes mm-hmm. to your turn. You're like, okay, <laughs> hello, Groga. Let's yeah. go champion hunting. Let's go yep. knock down some daddies. <laughs> It's great. But yeah, by itself. Yeah, I see Noodle what you're saying. Like at the start of a game, uh, it's not going to be the first champion you buy unless you're in a you're a cleric mirror. Yeah, I agree. He's in my B rank too, by the way, Groga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Only thing different I might do, and this is a bit of a spoiler for Noodle's rankings, but I think I would pull Cole Priest down into B here. How probably. dare you? <laughs> i just think that like okay it's insane when you faction it but like the times yeah. when you don't faction it it's like a c so like you know that's how i'm kind of viewing it like it's an a when you faction it it's a c when you don't so he belongs in b territory that's okay, my defense two counterpoints two counterpoints if you're not if you're if you're playing a game where you don't have any necros you're probably effed anyways so 
you're probably my my point is you're probably going to have at least one necros card in your deck most games or you're you're trying to anyways if it's scrap anyway so like the chance that you're going to hit it with something even if you buy cult priest first before you buy any scrap with the hopes of getting some other necros to pin with it later it works awesome i i cult priest is in my a rank but hold on uh, <laughs> okay well i i also, also I, yes yeah. i love cult priest love yeah cult. yeah timmy where do you have mm-hmm. cult priest? i have it in the a Ooh, yeah, we all do. Oh, yeah. And he's at the end oh, yeah. of my A. He's at the he's he, at the, he's yeah, at the bottom yeah, of the A's. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. As long yeah, as you guys really are willing fun. to go B plus slash A minus, I'm willing yeah, to meet you guys. Yeah, he's in that range. Yeah. Let's be realistic. Okay. I, d- I just okay. think the upside is so good with it. Yeah. That like it offsets so the downside. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know totally. the 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 gold or damage is like huge, actually. It is like, nice, yeah. that, very nice. That yeah. can be the difference between buying a card or taking out a champ. So in many yeah. many situations, and, and a Don't lot of people that. will leave them out if you're not going to faction it. And that one yeah. extra gold or that one extra them, yeah. damage is yeah. personal. And if you can that's, get two of them together, it's like oh, it's basically game dream. over. <laughs> I mean, it's like game over. Some a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And also, just one more thing. It's uh, it used to be one of the favorite cards uh, of Androsa, who you know set up this yep. whole community. So I kind of feel obligated yeah. to give uh, some love to Cold Priest. You know, he is he's Fair. one of the few few cards that has his own emoji in the in the Discord. If if that means anything, um, okay, uh, let's keep him rolling here. So just to keep the, just to round off the B rank, uh, I don't think Noodle. Did you mention the uh, Awakener? Kasha the Awakener. Yeah, I did. In your yep. B? Yeah. Yeah, she's in my B too. I have the Inquisitor up in B. I also have Man at Arms in, in B. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, situationally he can jump up. I because will he's say. A guard, I, I would guess. Yeah, he's a guard. And he can actually ramp up uh, damage in some yeah. in some situations for pretty cheap. And Dro and Droga is a B, but he can be an S in the right mm-hmm. situation. Like if your opponent has a big thing, he jumps up to an S. Yeah. Or if you're in a cleric mm-hmm. he's an S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say yeah, he's he's really good. Plus, he I don't know it, the thing with guild is that you're always one of the best things about guild is their faction. Just like yeah. across the board, they have so many good faction abilities. So even if you're yeah, if you can just work out some sort of faction with them, it works out well. But, all right, um, great discussion so far, guys. Now we're getting into the cream of the crop. We're getting to the A's. Um, okay. Noodle, give us your list of A ranked champs here. Yeah, we all we already talked about cult priest, so I won't get into that any further. Um, the other two I have an A tier are wild champions again. Um, one is the treasure seeker, um, just because I really like having a champion that produces two gold, and yeah. uh, it's a non guard, so you can you can stick it behind another guard, and you always have you know the two gold for your skill just from this card already in play for example um it's just it's a it's a huge difference between one gold and two gold on a champion and this is the only cheap champion that produces two gold so that puts it really pretty high up there for me um and the faction for three damage is also nothing to scoff at uh in my opinion so that's just um, wild doing wild things right yeah, there. Like they're like, exactly. Oh, what tack out a bunch of damage. Sure. That'd yeah. be great. That's a good faction ability, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, the same goes for the other one, which is a Gorg, the orc shaman. 
Um, he also factions for three damage, which is which is pretty good. And uh, the main ability, of course, is draw one, then discard one. And we all know um, how important draw cards or cycle abilities are for building a good deck and winning games. And having this on a primary ability, not a faction ability, um, yep. is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll jump in on the Gorg commentary there. So I feel like all, nearly all of these cards along the way, I think we've talked about like the situations in which they're useful. Gorg is the one where like I don't really care if there's nothing better. I'm probably buying that no matter what. Like it's a safe buy I, in nearly any situation. I almost put Gorg in my S tier, but didn't mm. nice. it. so so it's like <laughs> right right at the top of my yeah, A tier. It's at the top mm-hmm. of A for me too. Yeah, he is at the top of mine as well. Yeah, and second for me is actually either for, second for me is probably Treasure Hunter, uh-huh. and then actually it's it, for me it's all wild except Cult Priest is the only non wilds in my A group. I have uh, Gorg, Orc Grunt, and I have the Goblin Guardian and Treasure Hunter in there. And you can talk about the order, but... And the reason is just because they work so well together. Uh, the Treasure Hunter, if it's early game, it's just good to get no matter what. A champ, a three-cost champ with three health that gives you two econ is super freaking good. Yep. Uh, Goblin Guardians are good just because they give you a little health buff with a three guard. And if you have other wild that discard boom off to the races like they're just so good those are my a ranks timmy did you have any deviations from from this at a not really that's i mean yeah right in there i i had orkgra in there in the a range just because i think when you can faction for that draw it's it, it bumps it up from a b um but yeah yeah and treasure, even if it's early treasure game, hunter and- like you guys said is a really good one for that economy yeah. yeah especially when you can hide it behind some guards like that's yeah so strong nice. so strong. we we talked about double cult priest being awesome but double orc grunt that's like oh, yeah. where it's at right <laughs> game another game over situation uh i will say like looking at this list right now you can see treasure hunter is the only two or three cost champion that provides two gold yeah. It's the only one who does it. So that automatically makes it an A. You might even say it makes it an S, honestly, guys. It might even might be an S for cost performance, but anyway. Um, all right, good. Are, it's it's, it's a treasure bring seeker, us? by the way, for those of you confused with... Sorry. Uh... <laughs> I call oh, Treasure yeah. Hunter all the time, too. It messes with me. I'm with you, Jake. That card is Treasure Hunter in my mind. But I'm and the other on. one is Hunting for Treasure. The guild card action Hunt for Jewels. Hunting for Treasure. Oh shit! No, didn't that, right? <laughs> let's let's talk about the S tier. Who's I thought it hanging was out in the S tier? <laughs> for the family. I, I think it's the only it's... one we haven't mentioned. Dubs. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the who, one we haven't. Who mentioned. has the deduction skills to figure out yeah. what yeah. the final champion uh, is? To mini lists. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For for those of you that haven't figured it out already, it's Galloc the Vile. Uh, the the mini mini me of Liz, uh, the little vampire. Um, he does one damage, uh, and you can sacrifice a card from hand or discard pile, which is the important bit here. And uh, yeah. then you will get another damage, um, so two damage in total if you sacrifice something. He only has two so health, good. but it doesn't matter because he sacrifices on demand from hand or discard pile, whatever you need. So. Uh, 
this card alone can get a cleric deck going or really any deck um, for the late game. So um, it's just awesome. And like, if if you have a way to to prepare the guy with really the troops or domination or um, ship spell, <laughs> to deck, uh, yeah. it's it's getting ridiculous. Uh, Bard also really loves this uh, this dude. Um, yeah, it's it's a crazy champion for three cost. Well put. But I know we said we weren't going to play what ifs, but there isn't a bunch to say about this that Noodle didn't already say. If um, Galak did not have the damage, so it was just tap to sacrifice from hand or discard, same cost, same everything else, would you still rank it S? Yeah, because it's the scrap that's so valuable. I don't yeah. care about the damage at all. It's about Me the too. scrap. I, don't know. I would like also. It, yeah. It's, 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 maybe, it's would, a fairly cheap yeah. scrap, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still worse. I'm not saying, it, of course it's yeah. worse, but I'm saying it's still probably S. Yes. It's still probably the best three-cost, two-to-three-cost champ. Yeah. Maybe it would it would bump it down to to like uh, a tier for me, like with uh, compared to the others. Like it it would all get uh, much closer to to each other than it is now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might probably still be the best champion. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you know, it, to be honest, the even just the the one damage that you get when you sacrifice is amazing. Like you get one damage and sacrificing and getting that second damage is like whoa. Or, it seems like a misprint almost. It's so strong. Like the, if you calculate the different, uh, you know, if you, if you give value to cards based on, you know, the different aspects found on the card, this has so much value in it for what you're getting for three uh, cost. It's, it's really off the charts. And I think that's yep. why we're all in agreement. Yeah. I think, but I do think like for, for someone new to the game, um, it might not be that uh, obvious because sexy. like what's the difference yeah. between uh between Galog and um like the um the stalking vampire for example why is it so much better at the same cost um but you know yeah <laughs> it just is <laughs> yeah and it, you're right it isn't readily apparent and it's not a, I, I said it's not a very sexy pick like it's not a very flashy or like you know you know, immediately strong card. You need to know how the game works to realize just how good it is. It works in the background to make your deck more efficient and helps you kick butt. And it can happen early game and really get things kickstarted. So, yeah. all right, guys, great discussion. This is a lot of fun. Um, we might have to expand card wars, guys, and do you know other levels of of costs and maybe do like actions and others and, and, and other champions too. This is really cool. Um, Great idea, Noodle. Thanks for. By the way, this was Noodle's uh, suggestion for the for his podcast today. So thanks. Um, any final thoughts on this, guys? Before we uh, head into the Ancestry Almanac. No, I had fun with this one too. Good topic idea. All right, let's let's roll it on into the next segment. All right, guys, here we are in the Ancestry Almanac. Um, our, initial, our initial plan, guys, was to talk about uh, the release of the Thief and Cleric and Ranger Ancestries, which, you know, happened within the last couple of weeks. But then, you know, within, you know, well, I woke, by the time <laughs> I woke up, which was only a few hours away from recording, uh, while I was sleeping, let me put it this way. While I was sleeping, uh, the new update for Hero Realms, which introduced a whole slew 
of balance changes. Uh, it also introduced a new uh, beta class, the Monk, which is dropped. And this, uh, I think, is the final uh, new class in the Dungeons content that has been released. So that you can see that they are um, really, WWG are really uh, running through the rest of their content to try to get things moving into the paper game and into the production version of the app. All right, guys, so there's so much to talk about. Um, let's start with the um, updates, I think. We can, I think even if you just jump into the Wise Wizard Discord, Discord you can see it, see it all listed out there. Double Dose has it queued up already, I bet. Yeah. Double Dose, fill us in. Yeah, so we're going to kick off with the balance changes to the Necromancer. Larry previewed these a little bit for us, but there's even something here he didn't tell us would happen, um, which is that Bone Dance is replaced with Dagger in the starting deck. Very interesting there. And then at level five, the upgrade option changes to upgrade Dagger into one of the Bone Dances. So uh, that was pretty unique. Skull Prism, this one we did know was potentially coming. Instead of uh, one gold and put a Skeleton Servant into play, it's one gold or put a Skeleton Servant token into play. And lastly, the skill Skull Swarm, which is the one that puts out three Skeletons, um, instead of reducing your health by one, it's going to reduce your health by two. So any quick thoughts on the Necro nerfs that we're seeing here? Boy. They're definitely nerfs, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah. As, well, to be honest, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I it, it feels uh, really heavy-handed to me, uh, much like the Druid nerfs that we saw. Um, maybe even more so. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, Is that just I the think, skull prism that you're not liking there, Noodle? Like, no, that's I the just, part I that just, uh, I think me. it's it's so much at once. Like they they uh, they I already see. had the the the, four uh, at once. the quasi four with a with a bug fix where you can only have six six skeletons that was already acting yeah. as a nerf, and now yeah. um, you have like four more things at once. And I think uh, that's just a bit much. Uh, I, I it's mean, true. Yeah. Like if you tweak four knobs, you don't know which knob you tweaked did the yeah. thing that you yeah. observe, right? Yeah, and that's like that's also, um, I don't I, view uh, the bone dance change as being very relevant. Obviously, that's the like a move they made you, to you, change you will, low level balance. But yeah, but you're always gonna pick. Now you're always gonna pick the bone dance as an upgrade, in my opinion, because the red rose is the other one. I think it's already like if you play a bunch of necromancer, which I did for a time. It's really clunky to use sometimes. Uh, it's not a very good upgrade. Uh, I've been actually using the bone walls upgrade anyways most for most of my builds now. Um, so uh, and the, just having a dagger in your deck is so weak. Um, so you're gonna pick the so much uh, the, the the bone dance because it gives so much more value. Uh, increase uh, any any day. So now you have another upgrade choice that is an auto pick. Um, where, where one uh, where the other choice bad. will never be taken, so that's that's something I don't like, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. One thing. Anyway, I would also, say just in... one more thing. Sorry, one more thing. Also, like if I look, this is uh, um, like already um, jumping ahead to the alchemist, but to me, 
it's inconsistent. Like they take the dagger out of the alchemist, which was the only class to have a dagger in the starting deck, and now they're putting a dagger into the starting deck of the necromancer again. Where I just I just don't understand why they're doing these things, and they seem uh, inconsistent to me, as have other changes in the past, like where they're doing one thing and then doing another thing with another class. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're doing this, why are you doing that? Sure. I, I, w- I would say the, the idea that like, I do like that you, you want to have more of a real choice between the upgrades at different levels. But honestly, if you're a, co- a more competitive player and you're kind of min-maxing your builds a lot of the community is deciding that this is the upgrade I want at this level for almost all of the classes at most of the levels. There's some that are more of an actual like choice where it's like, yeah, this is a close one and you pick what you like. But a lot of these are already a given for a lot of classes at a lot of levels. So like, I mean, just the reality, if you're, if you're kind of min maxing your builds and stuff, like that happens a lot. And I, I don't really see that as a problem myself. I, hmm. I agree with the st- other stuff you said totally. And I'm not saying you don't have a valid point there. I just want to point out that, like, there's quite a number of classes that have really obvious picks. At no, you're right. Levels. You're right. It's it's not it's a not achievable ideal to have um, valid choices with every upgrade uh, in the game. Right. Like, that's not possible. Um, but like, it would be I nice. Would, yeah, that's exactly. That's like, it would be nice to get as close to that as possible, and it would be nice to know that that's a goal they're having in mind when doing changes. And I'm not, I, I don't, I just yeah. don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it is. Yeah, I, I would just rather see a, a better overall balance between stuff than like having interesting choices for every upgrade for mm-hmm. every you know what i mean like to me yeah that's that's just a priorities thing yeah yeah i get it mm-hmm. only quick thing i'll shout out is that bard does actually have a dagger too so they're not like entirely inconsistent oh, with right, throwing right. a yeah. dagger into yeah. a starting kit just to slow it down yeah my <laughs> bad my bad yeah at other spots yeah. it's all good I, I um, upgraded move... that dagger first thing with my bard. Yeah. <laughs> should we move on to the bard, or is there any more uh, necro chat we want to get into? I think you covered it. Yeah, let's keep them yeah. Okay, sweet. So, bard, this first one is interesting. It says, add faction symbols to each of the songs in the starting deck, plus necros dirge. And then up next, uh, a couple of changes to the herald. Herald defense increased from one to two. Herald effect changed. From look at the top card and discard it if you want to draw one, discard one. And then harp effect change from expend target champion to one gold and two health. So I want to kick off with that first one here. I just took a look in the app. Um, You're in the upper right corner for these songs. There's now a like for guild tail. There's the guild symbol. But Mm. correct me if I'm wrong. These do not faction as if they were that guild right so i feel like that's no, just they, kind of confusing no i think Can sure. anyone confirm? i think they i think they do now right i think that's the that's point of the I'm change like i i haven't tried it out yet but what uh, the the point of this change is to have them faction i think 
If that is real, that is insane. It's huge. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna pull them up real quick and look at it and see. But usually the faction's in the upper left though, isn't it? No, it's in the upper right and the others. Uh, Tim, if you want to send okay, me a yeah. chally and we figure this out live on the I side, I was just going to look in the card <laughs> gallery and see if it. Yeah. Look at us hard at work, guys. Uh, we're, we were multitasking. We're creating and dropping. What would you do in the Discord? We're testing uh, different <laughs> things while we podcast to you guys. I mean, you are. We'll do it work. live. I just keep thinking <laughs> of the we'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. All right. It's live so, science. We'll keep talking here. Now, I played, I have gotten a bard up to level 14. Um, the bard is fun because there's some games where you get an early champion and you can just get off to the races and go and mm-hmm. the bard works and you're like, wow, this is awesome. And then there's like the other 70% of the games where that doesn't happen and you die really quickly and it never mm-hmm. things really happen for you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my experience with the bard so far. Noodle, what, do you think these changes are going are enough to uh, reverse the, uh, the, uh, the fates of the bard? Um, well, we'll have to see, but I think uh, overall these changes are huge. Like, uh, and just added up together, um, the, they are huge. Give the the harp giving a little bit more of sustain is great. The the herald changes from like the first card I want to scrap to something I could I want to keep around till the end of the game. Me too. He um, was always the first card I scrapped because you yeah. don't want to scrap your 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 songs, right? So I yeah. always scrap that herald. Yeah, that. but now. It's going to be a little harder to do, right? Yeah, that, I still might scrap it, but yeah, that draw one, discard one on it, that change is so big. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good because so I mean, I mean, yeah, and also what... you've got some top deck abilities in there, uh, and uh, this makes them wow, so much yeah. better because you've got a draw in the, in your starting deck now. Uh, okay, yeah. so live confirmation. Uh, my turn one, I had Guild Tale, which is the Bard song that is Guild. I used my ability to put Miros directly into play, and it factioned and gave me the damage. Yeah. Wow! There we go. Awesome. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's huge. what I would have guessed from the uh, the look of the cards. So that's yeah. a big yeah. one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Now but here's it, the now. It it also makes sense with the cards. To me, yeah, like they were the fact bad. that they yeah. do something based off of the the faction the fact that they would have that faction mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah. The, this this is makes make Bard, a Bard a lot, a lot more better. interesting. I'm yeah, very yeah, intrigued. We'll I was digging Bard because I was like, oh, it's cool. You can prepare a champion every turn. And that's what I was enjoying about Bard and the Code of Encores. But now you get this like total additional layer. So that's very cool. Um, yeah. Should we move on uh, to I Barbarian just, say, just to keep it rolling? Yeah, well, okay, go ahead. Well, th- this, is the, uh, this is the opposite edge of the sword with the Necro the necromancer who got four nerfs basically, or, you know, nerfs and or changes to cards all at the same time. The bard is getting four uh, boosts as well, all at the same time. And they're all pretty big. The mm. biggest of which is the fact, the starting guard factions. I think the other ones are also huge. The draw mm. discard, especially maybe, but like, Holy cow, this, these are four huge boosts. So we yeah. could see a big reversal in, in the, the bard play. We'll see. Again, though, I still think it's going to be like the good situations are going to be really good for the bard, and the bad ones might not be as good. But at least now, I, maybe the bard has a little more um, runway to to take off. But we'll see. Okay, yeah, keep them rolling, doves. We got barb barbarian. Barbarian, yeah, we've got plunder. What was such a reviled card in the barbarian kit, 
getting a buff that I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Plunder change from acquire a card with cost two or less for free, three if you're berserk. Now you get to acquire something for three or less for free or four if you're berserk. So you can... I want to ask real quick. I'm trying to remember what the original plunder was because it used to be better and they nerfed it down. It used to be one gold or two gold if you're berserk. That's right. Mm. Yep. Uh, And and you could use that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gave you the gold. It didn't give you the stuff. It gave you actual gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool. I think this is. I'm looking forward to trying it out. Yeah, it'll be fun to try out. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. I mean, honestly, a three. The difference between like a two cost card and a three cost card, or a three and a four, can be really big. So yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Now just now they just need to change bully back as well. Then uh, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because. I gotta admit, I was getting a little bored with Barbarian. I'll throw it out there just for fun, but um, this is gonna let you interact with the market a little bit more and and do some more cool stuff. It, I think it's gonna revitalize Barbarian for me a little bit. Like just looking forward to playing it more because Plunder yeah, was always such it. a stinker, um, and now you get to kind of like shape your strategy a little more. So it should be more fun to play. Let's move on over yeah. to Alchemist. Last one to talk about. Already, um, no, just the one change. I already mentioned it a little bit. Dagger card in the starting deck has now been replaced with gold, baby. Yeah, come on, guys. The All right, let me just start out here. The Alchemist is fine. The Alchemist is probably more than fine. Once you yeah. add Ancestries to Alchemist, it's going to be OP, and they're going to yeah. need to change it anyway. So yeah. I'm not going to comment <laughs> further, really. I love the Alchemist, by I the mean, way. I love the Alchemist, but... Yeah. I mean... Honestly, when I when I look at the beta classes and able to get ancestries into those, like it just all of them seem like they're going to be like nuts. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, with any game, you kind of get that sort of creep mm-hmm. that goes yeah. on. And so, like, I don't know that that's necessarily a, a horrible idea as long as they're not so much better that you never ever play the other. Yeah, who knows how they'll do it? Hold on, let me just say one thing. Who knows how they'll do it? Maybe they won't do ancestries for the beta, or maybe they'll do a separate set of beta ancestries that only work with those dungeons. And that way, they're they're keeping things balanced separately. Who knows how they'll do it? But Uh, honestly, like they're going to be releasing ancestries into the digital app before they do dungeons, right? Right, yeah. and so like the ancestries will be out, and once they release the dungeons classes, we'll get to do the that stuff with the ancestries, I think. And they'll probably have beta testers do some balancing testing and whatever on that at some point, but I don't know. But honestly, just adding ancestries mixes up all of the balance stuff to where it's going to be so hard to keep anything balanced. My opinion. yeah, yeah, mm. agreed. They're just going to be putting out fires of which one is just dominating everything else and (laughs) making tweaks here and there, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, but the the point remains, like, why did Alchemist need a buff at this point? Like, Probably because, well, here's here's my idea. Probably because most people playing Alchemist are getting slaughtered by Ancestries and the win rate's dropped down a little bit and they're trying to buff and boost it up, is my guess. But who knows? Um. Oh, hold on, guys. There was one more um, 
uh, update balance change to talk about here for the Druid. Oh, no, wait. No, they didn't do anything for the Druid. The Druid's still <laughs> um, uh, right. Let's I, keep I, it... One last comment, and and I will just say to kind of, this is stuff we've talked about before in a sense, but like the priorities and how they balance things are not the priorities that we as competitive players put on this. So like none of this surprises me whatsoever. Yeah, And every time we hear a interview with Rob or this question is asked to Rob, he says basically the same thing and we shouldn't be (laughs) expecting or surprised yeah. with much uh, otherwise. Yeah, good point, Tim. Thank you for bringing us down to earth, back to reality. Um, <laughs> let's keep going, though. Um, the monk dropped, guys. The monk dropped. Now, I've uh-huh. literally only had like two hours maybe to, to get a couple games in and try to – I was able to play a couple uh, um, uh, real-time co-ops with my son this morning and got him up to level five. So I have a level five – <laughs> some level five experience to talk about, but um, I, let's talk about the monk. Um, can d- maybe double dubs. Can you give us like a quick overview of, yeah, of the monk? I, I think we should keep it real high level considering where we're at in the pod so far. And sometime yeah. in the future, we'll do one of our like full breakdowns where we mm-hmm. talk broad about strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broad strokes. But basically you have a skill that is going to let you either heal or draw cards or deal a bunch of damage to one specific target. Um, That's the ability you mean, right? That's the ability. uh, Yeah. Thank you. That's the ability. Yep. And then the skill though, interacts with these specific type of cards in your main deck that are like a type of action um, I'm pulling They're it up starter now. class cards, yeah. Mm. Yes. The, um, they're called. The, what do they call um, them? Tau Lau or whatever. Tau, the Tau actions, I think. Yeah. Tau Lu actions. Um, so, yeah, it's like this special kind of action that is in the monk's starting deck, and you can get them as upgrade cards. And you can actually put one, the starting ability, I'll just say that one, put one. Tao Lu action from your deck or discard pile into your hand. So um, there's so one of these in your starting deck that gets you a bunch of health based off of how many of these actions you have in play. And there's one that gets you damage based off of how many of these actions you have in play. And then there's like three of them that just give you one gold. So what that means is every turn with this skill, you can choose to go into your deck or discard pile because you'll always have access to it and either gain the health or gain the damage if you want to fish up one of those actions. So um, that's kind of like the the core mechanics that we're looking at and dealing with here. Anything else you guys want to uh, sprinkle on the top there to add? You've got it. I just want to say the um, for I went through the card gallery and looked at some of the upgrades. It looks like some of the upgrades are going to either add actions or maybe upgrade some of the other actions you have so you can uh, heal or draw more or search for stuff one magic armor for the monk gives you um, a draw if you have four Tao Lu actions in play which is pretty easy to do you can do it most turns uh, and the HP limit on that is 40 the other uh, armor is wraps of strength which just gives you one damage one healing every turn 
with the lower with a 25 point headband that seems so and, bad by the way i flicked through those it, as well and that one seems bad to me it feels like way I want worse. the one that draws cards please and it looks like but it also looks like some of the uh, uh abilities if the monk is under 25 health he gets he unlocks other things or other good things happen so you it looks like you're trying to uh, weave up and down with your health and kind of get extra, maybe bonus damage or bonus draws or something. Um, it looks a lot of fun. I love the hijinks. Anything that can allow recursion from your discard pile or let you to let you cherry pick stuff out of your deck is just ridiculously strong, especially if you're bas- it's basically giving you on demand healing or damage. It's really good. It has, it has the first stuff in the game that lets you search your, Mm. Your deck, draw your this, deck, your deck, or your discard that just lets you search. Yeah, your deck is to get stuff. Discard pile, you can do. Yeah, you can do that. Revival. You can take a champion from your disc. Yeah, but like or, this or, one lets or, you, or crime spree, crime spree lets you take yeah. or rant or uh, rant or. But it's the first one that lets you do it with your deck as as well yep. as your discard. Yeah, ridiculously <laughs> strong, ridiculously, and it's basically it's your skill, so it's repeatable. Mm-hmm. So no matter where that card is, if you want mm-hmm. that. A damage card it doesn't matter if it's in your discard or deck you're gonna be able to get it it's super duper strong and i think yeah. once you ramp up your skill using that skill counts as like three yeah. mm-hmm. it, one of the things that is it counts as three i okay. i'm just gonna put myself i'm gonna put my own reputation on the line and say we're probably and who knows i could be totally wrong but looking at like early to mid-level monk it's so strong right out of the gate and it could maybe it'll get worse if the starting deck gets clogged up but I'm I'm guessing we're probably going to see nerfs to the the probably. because it's just way too just way too uh, flexible in how you can do and it, once you have damage and healing if both of those are an option it, it seems really strong to me that's my but initial impression which, which, which beta class hasn't been nerfed though mm. yep. <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> that's hard. the idea yeah they, they put the ideas out <laughs> and we test them. Yeah, yeah I, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like, almost every other beta class has been nerfed, too. So, like, yeah, a lot of true. these, they put out the yeah. ideas, and then they see how it goes, and they adjust stuff. So, like, I and, wouldn't and, be surprised and, to see it. In the Druid's case, they nerf it into oblivion. They just, you know, yeah. wipe it off the, uh, wipe it wipe it out of existence. No, it's not that bad, but it's pretty close. Um, all right, those are, my, those are my initial thoughts. But, again, I've only played a you know, a few re- t- right. uh, real-time co-op games with it, which is mm. <laughs> probably a great way to be placing my reputation on the that, line. Uh, that, I think it's gonna go, that's but. okay. I've played like three or four turns in one game with... Noodles woke up. Noodles probably has had even less time to, to look yeah, at all this stuff. Like, what, what are your first impressions? I, I just did a, did a little bit of uh, pit fight uh, before going to bed uh, after it dropped. Okay. Um, and uh, that was before the uh, the hot fix uh, on the on the skill, where you got a um, a random card from your deck. So, um, not not much to add. The only thing um, I don't know if if this was also fixed or if this is intentional to stay. I noticed that um, the the Taolu actions that give you damage or health. Um, they don't give you additional damage or health if you play any actions after you put those in play, any more Taolu actions. Um, so I, I saw of, Joel say yeah. somewhere, I think I that's think supposed to be retroactive yeah. eventually. Yeah, I could be wrong. 
But if yeah, not, it would that. also be like very inconsistent in regards to like yeah. how recruit works or some, something. So that that was also something that caught me off guard when when trying it out, uh, and uh, where I thought, hmm, okay, that's weird. So if if that's gonna change, uh, that's also gonna um, make it a lot better. Um, and yeah, yep. I think it has a lot of potential to be to be fun and strong. I mean. Honestly, I would love to see play order matter for that sort of stuff again, but it's never coming yeah. back. So yeah, it's fine. Those, those are gone. I agree, though, but I gave up on that a while ago. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We can't really talk about too much more, I think, because we just haven't been able to play it. But rest assured, we will be returning to the Monk Bard and other stuff in the future to, to talk about all these changes. Um, before we exit Ancestry Almanac, um, any thoughts about um, the thief ancestries, the ranger cleric ancestries that have also dropped in like the last two, three weeks? You guys uh, have any thoughts on that? A little, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, as as you've already mentioned, a small folk thief looks really, really promising. We'll have to see how the whole um, cost uh, reduction interaction. Um, with a smooth heist is gonna smooth work heist. out. The same with with ogre, you know, uh, on the on the smooth heist uh, thing. Um, but um, even without that, I think small folk thief uh, at at max level is gonna be really good, really fun. Um, the the ranger I've only leveled up an elf ranger. Um, I I played it in max overdrive and in some some um, double health double HP for fun games and it's really really good there it's really strong for the casual queue um, or for the regular beta queue it's a bit squishy actually like the the turn one uh, penalty and the HP penalty add up to me often really narrowly losing games like putting my opponent to the single digits and then dying um, or something like that. Um, or like I had a game against Druxax Ogre where I got like Arcus, Kristoff and a Recruit really early and I still lost just because mm. he pushed through like yeah. a, a couple points of damage and it's, yeah. That means things are broken. That means things yeah. are broken. If you get that, if you get that with the Ranger early and still lose. Mm. And then with Cleric, um, I've leveled up a Half-Demon Cleric, um, which which is fun, but I don't think it really changes that much for the Cleric, is my first impression. Like, it doesn't fix it or anything. Um, it doesn't become more competitive, yeah. but it's like a uh, cool way yeah. to play Cleric. Yeah. yeah. And, yep, I'm, and exactly. I'm leveling a Dwarf Cleric just because I think it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> it's, 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 it's nice because um, the, the stun... On demand is uh, is nice for cleric because you're so low on damage and so are the the weapons uh, that you're adding, but overall like it's it's nothing really for a competitive choice of course. Sure. Yeah, I'm still in the leveling grind basically for a lot of the new stuff. But the one thing I will throw out, you mentioned to see how the small folk thief pans out. How you know a card like Burgle is going to interact with some of the different cards um, or thief abilities but uh, the ogre I've heard a rumor that the penalty on the cost is not affected by your boots purchases so I kind of want to try mm. a boots ogre thief uh, <clears throat> and see if... it, works. it works good um, 
and I think it doesn't it's it's working as intended because the the boots works outside of the market, right? Right. The, the so cards you're looking yeah. at is not in the market. Mm-hmm. So yep. mm-hmm. it's working as intended, and it's it's pretty good uh, so far. It's not as good as I think the well, you, you get a lot of hit points is the cool thing, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun one to mess around with. I, I think especially with distracted exchange as your skill, you you might have some interesting combos there. That's for the ogre, which is cool. It's cool to see another thing possibly open up for the ogre. Mm-hmm. Uh, that boots might be it. Um, yeah, good stuff so far. Dubs, keep going. Have you noticed anything else or played anything else? Well, that was my big contribution. That's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Okay. Yeah, which is which is what I which is what I told him about by the way. I was like, yeah, by the way, the, the boots. The is that was it you that told me about that? I don't know. Yeah, I got my yeah, I have a I have one. Well, I have one at, well the cats is also down with it too. You know, he was There it is. There it is. Um Timmy, how about you? Have you played any of these um new um, ancestries for cleric thief ranger have anything you want to try or any thoughts Not really i haven't been playing much ancestries honestly okay. so if you I, have I, like I, one you're looking forward the, to the most like building first which one are you going to try first uh I, I the small folk stuff i i think they're a lot of fun you're gonna like it so, yeah, yeah. Fun. yeah like so small, small folk thief and some of that but like i'll get to it eventually Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've got small folk in every uh, every class rate up to fourteen so far. They're all fun. The ranger is not great just because it it's. I think it'll be better once the levels go up and the health rises up a little bit. It's just so easy to kill that uh, yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah, the Which thief is, small we, folk we, ranger especially. Yeah, yeah. ranger stuff. The thief small folk looks very promising. I'll say that. The thief yeah. cleric is fun. I really, or I'm sorry, the the small folk cleric is fun. I'm not sure how viable it will be, but it's fun to play. Uh, I'll say that. Um, I I, oh, I I also have. Oh, go ahead, Tim. I would I would say I'm really disappointed by the dwarf because I've always loved dwarves in fantasy so cool. literature and stuff and other games, yeah. and I just wish that the dwarf was like. Better. It needs a little something. A little it it something needs extra. a buff. If I we're agree. making these changes, you need to buff those dwarves, man. Yeah, but orc as well. Yeah. Uh, like, if we're talking about yeah. uh, ancestries that need a fix, uh, orc is on the list as well. Orc is probably you could make a case it's the worst, the worst off. But uh, anyway, orc or dwarf, um, one of those two. Definitely. Yeah, orc and dwarf. They're red. They're they're both they're both the worst. Yeah. Um, the uh, the half demon is great. The half demon cleric is fun. Again, not quite viable, but it's fun. The half demon thief is really fun. Uh, I think you can do because just because you've got that, uh, if you, you, can, you can scrap early. I'm thinking about some different things of, of how to try to work that in, but there's possibilities there. And again, you I'm run thinking not so mask much. Mask there, right? Mask so that you can recur your sacrifice, probably. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, there's lots of things you can do. And mm. I'm also thinking like not at level 14. I'm thinking at 16, 18. Once the level there, the HPs rise up a little bit and you can get a little more wiggle room to play with before your armor shuts off. We're going to see a whole, I think we'll see a lot more avenues open up there too. So anyway, that, those are things, fun things to think about while you play, even if we're still stuck at level 14 right now. But, um, yeah, cool. Um, all right. I think we have exhausted our talking points for this episode for Ancestries. 
Um, let's keep it moving on into the spotlight. Welcome to the Lua Spotlight, where we are taking a look at another one of Arcanel's creations, the Cryomancer. So alongside the Pyromancer, we've got the Cryomancer, which is another elementalist, a specialist faction of wizards. And this Cryomancer is all about slowing down your opponent. While the Thief does this through discard effects, the Cryomancer does it by adding junk cards to your opponent's deck. However, these junk cards self-sacrifice when played, so you're not going to really like straight up bloat their deck really, really badly. Um, one thing that we've seen uh, Arcanel do in some of his different Lua builds is riff on fire gems a little bit. So here he's created Ice Gem, which is two gold or opponent discards a card. Love that one. I also want to highlight the skill here, which is Frostbite. It is two gold, and when you expend it, you will add a Frostbite card to your opponent's discard, and the Frostbite is just an action that goes to your opponent's discard, and it when you sacrifice it, you lose one health. Um, so, you know, the more you use that Frostbite skill, the more you're going to be adding those to your opponent's deck. Other than that, we have a couple little actions, Freeze and Ice Burst that do some damage, and then um, we've got... Uh, freeze, which I should say also can expend a champion. So that is kind of what the Cryomancer is all about. Uh, another fun one that plays out really uniquely. I should shout out the Blizzard. This is probably my favorite part of the build. It uh, because it's a ability that lets you draw two. So like draw two, I'm in. <laughs> but then what it does next? Uh, deal three damage to all champions, including your own. And then noting that your champions will not heal at the end of this turn. So I like that, you know, your own side is caught in the blizzard. Um, there's some cool, flavorful stuff going on there. Maybe uh, if later on the stuff could get expended too or something like that, if you upgraded your ability. Um, but the draw two is what makes me like it the most. So if you haven't tried this one, be sure to uh, reach out in the Discord. We can get you the script that will let you try it out for yourself. Anything that you guys want to chime in about on the Cryomancer here? Um, I've played some with it. It's a lot of fun. I love the mechanic of adding junk to your opponent's deck to, to mess with them that way. It's a, it's a unique way that we, we haven't seen happen yet, really. And but I, I guess... It's, it's pretty foresightful. My guess is we'll probably see it introduced as a mechanic at some point into the actual game. So uh, I just love it. It's a lot of fun to play. As always, uh, Arcanel has so many good ideas, and he's such a, uh, a whiz at uh, crafting these in Lua that it's a lot of fun to play. Highly recommend it. Two thumbs up from Jig. Uh, how about Noodle? Uh, Noodle, have you ever tried the Cryo? Um, I haven't uh, played the previous, uh, the the current iteration. Um, only previous one. Um, I've been, I've been playing a lot of Pyromancer um, from from the custom classes. Mm. Um, I, I enjoyed that one the most. Um, but yeah, it's it's all of them are a lot of fun, and uh, Arcanal is just doing a great job. Uh, it's yeah, two thumbs up. Cool. Tim, how about you? Have you tried any of these? Cryo? I have not. Not okay. this one. 
Well, anyone, uh, again, who's interested, you know where to find us. All right, guys, uh, let's keep them running here. We've got one more section to get through before we hit the outro, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Let's head into the Community Roundup. All right, everybody, welcome to Community Roundup, where we give some results and updates on current and recently finished community events. Um, Lots of stuff to go through, at least touch upon here. I'm going to start out with King of the Castle, a personal favorite of mine that I keep running in the background. This week is especially sweet for me. Because I get to just briefly, I'm not going to dwell on it too much because, you know, when um, when things are good, you don't want to celebrate too much. And when things are bad, you don't want to you know, feel too sorry for yourself. But anyways, I feel really good right now because that's right, everybody. I dethroned King Double Dubs, Diamond One, from his throne, which he held for an astounding <laughs> 70 days. Yeah, which is definitely like the longest. I mean, it's not something we've tracked before, but it's got to be the longest. Uh, We did some math and it was an average of um, (laughs) it was an average of 14 days per uh, actual challenge that he participated in in the 70 days, which is, you know, a minor, you know, small print but the, um, the king paces himself you'll do well to take note jig yes <laughs> i will and i believe me that my start i still have any uh, filter phobe sent finally sent me his first challenge like four four days oh, in, really? i still haven't accepted yet yet so yeah i think I, i'm in, i will note i was not trying to milk the run to be yeah, long no, I know. for the no, record i know like it, it, it just it's happened that way well, it happened over busy. summer vacation yeah, yeah no it, yes. it's fun i think it's hilarious and we and that's why we're running with it um, yeah. But I'm still not going to track the number of days, although I might start doing it now while yeah. I am the king. We'll right. See. Yeah. Why not? Um, Maybe it'll be anyway. 70. Anyway, we had a really good match. I was the challenger. It was a wizard mirror. Uh, I think we opened it up to ancestries. Yes. Uh, I, yes, yes. It was a really good back and forth. I st- opened up with my half demon aggro. Double does is rolling with a small folk. Uh I you went treasure was, map the whole way through. Uh, you know, I respect you for sticking to your guns with that. Yeah. Uh, well, I was I shipping you, I mean, a bottle through and through, and um, yeah. you know, you came out on top on that one. GG. Yeah, I had to switch. The half demon was not getting the market luck I needed, and it needs a little bit, but I just wasn't getting it. I got a little frustrated. Switched to the my small folk, which is a, I think it was the pure gloves treasure yeah. map, which is a very off meta build, but it steamrolled you for three row no it didn't steamroll you but it won three games in a row you got there for sure uh it was a lot of fun man and you can actually i switched to elf in game five after being on small folk the whole time which i don't know if that was the right call in the moment i was like yeah i should have maybe just stuck to my guns with uh, small folk but that's hard when you lose momentum like that you kind of start second guessing and then right uh, that's yeah that's totally what it was so like did i second guess myself am i like thinking results oriented because it didn't work maybe it was right to try to switch it up there and yep, refresh right. i don't know we'll we'll see how it happens again but yeah as uh as you're saying if you want to check it out it's on uh on the twitch vod so it's on the twitch vod and i'm trying i'm and my people are talking to double dubs as people we're gonna try to get that video 
forever <laughs> enshrined on the Sparks and Rec YouTube channel. This might be one of our first posts on the Sparks and Rec YouTube yeah. channel to make sure it does not disappear into the ether. Um, the negotiations are tough right now. You know, it's touchy <laughs> for Dub. So he doesn't want this, you know, this this epic loss being forever enshrined. But, no, but it'd be good. We're working numbers, you know. Yeah, yeah we're working like... numbers. It'd be good for the community. <laughs> Maybe we can make a miracle happen. We'll see. Anyways, uh, thanks, Bud, for having me on the stream. It's a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again sometime. Really, it's. Yeah. I wasn't quite used to the like the timing, and I was. Uh, the, I had a little bit of lag and I was, it took me a while to get my bearings, but like once I got in there and you can actually interact with people in the chat. It's fun. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, it's a lot of we'll fun. We'll do it again sometime. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks we'll for having me. Great. If there's a, um, yeah. Yeah. If there's if a, there's, if there's a chance. time that it works out, uh, yeah, definitely let me know. We'll make it happen. Hey, um, you, moving hey guys, over you heard to it here. Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first guys. This is how it happens behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, hold uh, on. The other, Before, Wait, before yeah, we go okay. to you, before you go, I've got one more community uh, roundup. Oh, it right. Is Sorry. For, it's a call for signups. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, it's still open, but it's probably getting close to opening. The King of the Shire, it is a small folk-only ancestry event hosted on Challenge by organizer Pifle, or uh, I think it's Pifle or Piffle, or it's P-Y-F-L, uh, one of our <laughs> longstanding uh, community members and great player. He's organized this small folk only event, which basically means you have to, uh, go into groups and play against each other player using only small folk. And then you you need at least three level 14 small folk. Is that right? I I believe so. But I think in the group stage, in the group stage, you can use any small folk you want, but in the next stage, yeah, I think you start you're going to, you're going to need at least three. Anyway, if you want details on this, you can find more in the, um, uh, discord. We'll have a link that head that takes you to the challenge. If you want to sign up as well, check this out. If you want to play some small folk ancestry in a community event. All right, double those over to you. Okay. So, uh, max overdrive. We've got the top four upon us. It is myself against Daily 23. Looking forward to that match. And we've got Corey Bear 88 up against uh, Kaka or CCAA. So that'll be a fun one to see how Max Overdrive 3 plays out. Um, we've also got Fight Club going on right now. And that is uh, the Fight Club Elite is happening, which is the cutoff from warden slayer that people had to qualify in order to be a part of so i don't have the full uh players list but we'll be looking for updates on how that event plays out um you know we got ancestries and all sorts of stuff going on there so that one should be good uh band season two is going to be starting soon that's looking great we wanted to give another quick congrats to monster party i don't think i gave the shout out to noodle uh, at the time when he was bringing it up, but they have some great character names. Uh, they went with the theme mm. of different like horror uh, characters. And I had to look a couple of them up because I hadn't heard of them. So definitely check out Monster Party if you haven't. We also have the King of Some Random Hill event mm. going on, which is awesome and uses the uh, Lewis script of like a randomly generated starting deck and skill and ability and stuff. So I'm battling glitter fart right now and having a lot of fun with that one. I also wanted to announce that with all the new stuff going on, I think we want, I would love to see more level 14 tournaments. So I'm going to bring back the quick fire tournaments uh, really soon here so that there's more easy ways to do 
organized play at level 14 with ancestries and beta characters. It's going to be fully open. You can play whatever you want and let's just see what comes out on top. So uh, that is going to do it for today's community roundup. All right, everybody, when you hear that uh, melancholic, melancholy music, you know we have entered into the final phase. That's right. Tap it or scrap it. Uh, We're going to just jump right into it. You know the routine. We're going to give some quick taps for things we approve of, we like, and some scraps for things we didn't. Uh, Who wants to get it started off here? Uh, I think Noodle has something planned. Uh, What's your tap of the week, Noodle? Um, yeah, my, my, my tap and scrap are actually, um, pretty, uh, um, connected, um, like, uh, two, two sides of, uh, the same coin more or less. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll just do both if that's fine. Um, so Go my tap, uh, would be, um, the, the interview from, from last episode, uh, the Rob interview that Horio did. And the roadmap um, that uh, Rob uh, presented mm. there—it was just—it was just a great interview, nicely done by Horgel. He's very—he's uh, just such an eloquent man, and it's a pleasure to listen to him. Uh, but apart from that, um, it was just uh, good information and just good to hear what the reasons are for the decisions uh, they're making, like. I now understand that their um, priority is to uh, get the dungeon classes beta tested to a point where they can print it to get ready for the print release of dungeons. And like, I can, I can still disagree with uh, some of the decisions they're making, but I can understand them and it's uh, much easier for me to, to digest and uh, accept them um at this point so it made me like uh, feel much much better about the whole game uh, and the app uh, um overall mm-hmm. so um i really enjoyed that for for several reasons um but um the scrap at that point is like why do we need Horgel to run into Rob uh, <laughs> more or less randomly and yes, just dude. be That's so quick witted to extract this information yeah. like what so my scrap is the the communication <laughs> strategy of the uh, wise wizard, wizard games at this point i have to say and yeah. like mm. i um i am i know that i've i've been a harsh critic of them it's uh, i i still love the games i love the company um but also i i tend to disagree with some of the stuff they're doing and i'm i'm also someone who is outspoken if they're not you know if if i'm disagreeing with something so I hope no one takes that personally, um, but uh, that's just what I'm thinking. I think they could be doing a lot better with communicating these sort of uh, things uh, to to um, keep the community on board um, uh, with with what they're doing with the beta testing and everything. Because they always say it's uh, so much, uh, it's worth so much to them, and it's so important. So um, you know, if people get upset um, with uh, stuff they are doing because they don't understand why and they maybe leave the app or something, that's that's not a good thing. So they should be invested into preventing that sort of stuff. It's, it's just my take. 
Yeah, great point. I'll just jump in really quick and say Sparks and Rec is always here to help Wise Wizard Games as a <laughs> conduit or platform to break any information to talk about anything. We have it. You have an open invitation to uh, give us any information. Uh, I'll just leave it at there. Double Dubs, what are you going to say? Oh, just that. Yeah, I think that's a a great tap it and scrap it, and and really just like to me, what I got out of the scrap it is like you know we want to know the the roadmap as best we can and. Yeah, your statement that like it shouldn't take Horgle running into Rob and having the presence of mind to hit record um, to get that roadmap. Although, you know, you can make the case that we've known some of the things, but it was just really good to hear it. So, yeah, that was a good one. Um, I think I'm ready to kick things off with my scrap here. Do it. So I've got a nested tap at the very beginning. The tap is that my toddler was able to ask for the bucket. The scrap is that he needed the bucket, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in the past, when he had been sick... For, for a he... gasoline party? <laughs> yeah, it was not for a gasoline party. It was for a throwing up party. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so in the past, he didn't... He w- wasn't able to communicate that's that great, or realize that's that that's what he needed it. But now he got sick this past weekend and was able to <sighs> ask for the bucket, man. So that was great. <laughs> props, props to the little one. That's great. Yeah, nice yeah. one, man. Hey, happy. Hey, congrats. As a, you must be a proud father. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> I, I, I think we all actually know the feeling. Good one. Yep. Uh, do you want to keep going with your scrap too? Well, so that was the scrap actually that he got oh, sick. The oh, tap is the that. Tap nested. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. The tap is uh, if you're a fan of fantasy, I've been really enjoying the Wheel of Time season two, which is out mm. on Amazon Prime. If you're like an absolute book nerd uh, and it's going to upset you that they deviate in some great fashions from the book, you may want to pass on it. But if you're like a fan of fantasy or just like casually enjoyed the books, which is kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I've, I've been really enjoying both seasons one and two finale for season two coming out this week. So I recommend checking that one out. All right. Nice ones, man. Nice time. Some scraps. Uh, Timmy, what real, do you got? Do you have a tap? The real question. The real question is that better than the uh, Silmarillion adaption for the Lord of the Rings TV show? I what, couldn't what was make it. Called? Rings of power. Yeah. yeah. I did I not like, finish that show. I didn't so. either. And I, I have a Lord of the Rings tattoo. I, uh, yeah. and I, I love. Guys, let me just say, let me just say, you so owe it to yourselves scrap. to finish. You, you owe it to yourselves to finish the first season because the best comes right at the end. I'm not saying it totally redeems everything and it's great, but you owe it to yourselves, especially oh, to me with the tat. Yeah. No, you'll be, it, you'll be entertained at the very least. You'll be entertained. Let me just put it that way. Okay. Um, all right, Tim. Jump into your, give us your tap and then scrap it. So I guess that was my scrap right there. Uh, okay. Um, uh, a tap. I've been really enjoying, um, if if anybody plays uh, Minecraft or enjoys that sort of stuff, I have some kids that love it. And so I play Minecraft with them and whatever. There's uh, the Hermitcraft server and they have a, a mini game within the game that's called Decked Out, which is based off of, the clank board game so within minecraft they're basing this game where you're running around in a dungeon collecting artifacts and building a deck like clank and uh it's really cool to watch so uh you can just google like hermitcraft decked out two, and and find some stuff it's pretty cool i might that's a great one 
middle son about that. Yeah. Or I might not actually, if I do that, you might be <laughs> play, play a lot more video I, games. I, I be, I've been watching, I've been watching some of the YouTube videos and stuff on it and, and really enjoying that. So nice. with my cool. kids, that's a cool time. Nice ones. All right, I'm gonna mine. Mine are pretty simple. I'll start with a scrap. Uh, it's a pretty simple one. It, you might not understand, depending on where you live, depending on your environment. You can probably relate. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Japanese parking and how I'm going to scrap the the hell out of it because uh, <laughs> there's there's a not a lot of flat area in Japan. Uh, Japan is basically the size of California, but only one third of it is inhabitable because it, it, most of it's mountainous. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you have a lot, but you have half of the population, or maybe it's like forty percent of the population now of the U.S. living within that third of a size of California. That gives you an idea of the density of population of Japan. Uh, yeah. Streets are small, cars are small, uh, parking is a, a, a can be an issue. Um, that's my scrap. I have lots of stories. I had another great one over the weekend. If you want to hear about it sometime, I'll tell you about it. It's a great one. But my scrap is for Japanese parking, guys. If you come to Japan, the great news is you have great uh, transportation, public transportation. You don't need a car. So that's the great news. If you live here, though, and you need a car for you know daily life stuff, it can be a pain in the his ass. <laughs> to my tap, uh, another kind of – I'm going to weave a little, little more Japanese culture into this. Um, I've started uh, burning incense, very simple – um, incest from a, a local temple, a Buddhist temple here, once in a while. Uh, and it's just a really, <laughs> Tim is making, he's calling me a hippie in the background here. And you know what? That's fine. <laughs> Call me a hippie. Uh, uh, no, I'll just, I just say this. put quotations around incense. incense. No, I get it. No, it, it's, it's actually, my wife started doing it just because to calm her. She, she works yeah, a lot at home no. and it helps her calm down and stuff. And uh, the smell kind of wafts upstairs when I'm home. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. So I've, unlocked the power of aroma guys and it's real check out cool. like some yeah. even yeah, yeah stuff like that really can make a difference small stuff like that so a tap to some incense is, is my tap of the week it's got a All right, guys. ritualistic vibe to it there jig well oh, it does I, I, <laughs> I will say especially when you when you use it with like a meditative practice or even just like a relaxation routine or something mm-hmm. like that like incense can be awesome if you're if you're just using it to cover up the smell of the pot smoke <laughs> in your apartment, like it still yeah, smells that's bad, not bro. The same thing. Yeah. I know, no, I, and I'm not advocating. I, no. I work in a job I, where I go in and out of people's houses and that sort of uh, stuff, and I smell incense, and it's just a lot of it's gross. Yeah, no, but it's but not, like you're talking about, it's a good thing. No, yeah. it works best if you live in a clean place that already smells okay to begin with. Yes, absolutely. Make make sure your house doesn't stink before you burn it. That's that's the real thing. All right, good. Sorry. Uh, All right. Good. I'm glad you you guys like my tap. Um, I'm going to lead off with the the farewells here. I'm just going to say thanks for sticking along. Wow, 40 episodes, guys. Holy crap. Here we are. We're plugging through. Uh, Thank you so much. Special thanks to you, Noodle Tupe, for joining us today. Dude, you're, you're a trooper. You're one of the OGs. You're a huge member of the community. You wake up at 4 a.m. to do this. And you're also one one of the best players in the game. So thanks a ton for doing this, man. It's, it means a lot. And thanks to you guys. Uh, that's it yeah. for me, guys. Uh, Timmy, what, what, what do you have, what, yeah. give us your farewell. I, I want to say thanks for joining us, Noodle. I don't think I would get up at 4 a.m. to get on this podcast. So <laughs> you have a lot of dedication. And we really appreciate 
all the stuff you do and are really glad you could join us. So, and then I just want to say thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in and well, I guess it's not really tuning in, but downloading or streaming or whatever you're doing with the podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Thanks for the uh, warm words. Uh, it's always a, a pleasure to, to talk to you guys. Um, thanks for doing this podcast. Uh, it's a lot of fun for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I uh, hope we'll, we'll have a lot more episodes to come and have a episode 100 anniversary sometime. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just want to, you know, of course, echo what the guys have said here. Thanks for coming on four in the morning. Um, just a super fun podcast, as always. When we were cruising through things at the beginning there, I was like, is this going to be a short one? And then, nope, by the end, we got things rolling and it's a long one and we could have gone longer. So thanks for taking the time to be here and to everyone who takes the time to listen. We really appreciate it. If you can't get enough Hero Realms in your life, you should come hang out for my stream, twitch.tv slash double dubs, 8.30 p.m. Central on Wednesdays. Uh, try to have special guests from time to time. If you checked out the most recent VOD, you can check out Jig whooping my butt uh, from a, a zero to deficit steamrolling through to rattle off three wins and unseat me after 70 days on the throne. Uh, you know, a bit of a contested number there. But anyways, well, not contested per se. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> this has been a great one. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. And be sure to stay fresh, cheese bags. to the end of the show congratulations you're a nerd tune into the next episode of sparks and recreation for more on community events meta-analysis and everything hero realms